Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. You preserve the glory and the honor. Blog Talk Radio. You preserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our heads in worship as we praise your holy you deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands and worship as we bless your holy name. You deserve the glory and the
faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. <laughs> you do glory. You're the faithful God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working. Your name, you want to declare it. Your name, your name, your name is. share 
about the ark of God, my brother and sister, uh, and, and, and for those that were entering into the ark, this is why we, we, we title it Enter the Ark of Christ, because he is the ark. I'm here with my brother Tony. Say hello to the people. Hello. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. We're here together and the Lord is good. And I know he has a word for for all of us. And he has been speaking to us today. He's just speaking to me. Thank you, Lord. And I'm grateful. And I know he's going to speak to all of us tonight. I know he's going to speak a powerful word. Thank you, Lord. God knows what we need. He's going to give us a word in, 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 in due time, in due season, that's going to speak to our life and help us to continue to go forward, work forward, seek Him forward, stay close to Him forward in the days to come. Thank you, Lord. Shalom, Sister Regina Rivera. So, hallelujah. If, if you came looking for God to speak to you, He's going to speak to us tonight because He loves us. And wants us to come into the ark and stay inside the ark, my brother and my sister. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus loves us so much that he gave his life for each and one of us on the cross. And that's really what matters. He gave his life because he loves us. Shalom, Sister Luna. He loves us so much that he was willing to die for us. Amen to show his agape, eternal love. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. I'm, I'm thinking what I begin tonight, because I'm, I'm putting together Genesis prophetically, and the creation we should see the Lord, and the creation we should see what is to come in regard to the wrath of the pastor and the things that are right ahead of us right now are really there, as they said, in your face, you know, right in front of us, that we we have we will have to see blind, we will have to be blind, not to see the things that are unfolding in front of us. But in order to understand them better, we need to go back to creation. We need to go back to Genesis, my brother and sister. I'm going to take you there quickly, and and I have shared this in another Bible study, but God always gives us more. You know, Jesus said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible says also that all prophecies are based on Jesus. So in creation, we should, we should be able to see in Genesis the things that are going to fall ahead of us very soon. Tonight with my brother Tony beside me, both sharing, he's going to help me explain. Because I, as I've been doing the study, he's been beside me. And when he opened his mouth, he shared more lights into the revelation. Like, wow. Thank you, Lord. He's always, Lord, it's all good. He always gives us more. So in Genesis 1, says that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. But guess what? Man, and I'm going to focus on men in creation. It may heavenly and earthly. Okay? Our nature, our body is earthly, out of the dust. Bible says he made us out of the dust, okay? But it's also heavenly because he when he breathed into us, he breathed into us his spirit, which is heavenly. So in that regard we are heavenly first and earthly. My brother and sisters. Now 
earth will be, heaven will be the king, the reigning, the, the throne. Okay, that means that we, we were supposed to be submitted to heaven, walking on this earth, made by dust. But some, somehow we get so earthly bound, if I can say that, Brother Tony. Okay, and I'm going to explain to you why I'm saying that, because the Lord gave me a revelation about the ark, people coming in the ark and even coming out of the ark, and those that were thinking about the earthly thing, those that were being attached to the earthly thing, were coming out of the ark. But those that were all about Christ, all about, all about heaven, were staying inside the ark. And Jesus spoke to me in the ark. Jesus was right there standing in front of me, speaking to me in the ark, my brothers and sisters. And God helped me tonight to explain everything he showed me and said to me, my brothers and sisters. Some things are personal to some of the brothers and sisters. But so more, you know, I'm going to research the personal and just share, you know, and whoever the Lord speaks to, open your heart, open your understanding. Let the Lord speak to your life tonight. Because we all need a word from the Lord. We all need to be ministered. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. I know there will be people listening days ahead that the Lord will speak to their life through this, through this, through this Bible study. Amen. So in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Notice that the heaven is mentioned first. Amen. What do you think about that? Earth, man is earth, heavenly and earthly. What, what do you say about that? Yeah, that is true. Kind of like, kind of like the Lord. You know, um, he was, he was, he got a, you know, he was, he became uh, flesh. You know, he was just. That's the same as. That's how we are too. You know. Thank you, Lord. There you go. Wow. And, uh, Perfect. You know, he was first there, but then he, he came and was born, you know, in a, in a flesh like us. And that's same same like us. You know, we were we were already there with, with God, you in know. And so are we in this body. So that's why we're uh, creating the image of God because he himself did, you know. You know, he gave us the example. We are all pointed to Christ. It's like, you know, um, so, yeah, it's... Right now we have this earthly body, this flesh, and uh, but the the new body, you know, like is you know we have this the glory body, the the earthly or the the heavenly body. That soon we're gonna pick up. Heavenly. <laughs> transformed, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you. That's it. Every time you point anything to Jesus, it's perfect. Yeah. Because He's perfect. Right. Amen. So uh, God made man heavenly and earthly. Amen. There. Then in verse two, and the earth was without form and void. And here is uh, men f- uh, fallen. Okay. When when man is without form, because he God says in His Word that He created us in our in His image and in His likeness. So there's no way possible that when God created man, man could be boys and empty, okay? And darkness was upon the face of the deep, okay? This is the spiritual life of fallen men, which the same that you see on the earth, which God has to restore and ordain, make new, Okay, because we're a new creature in Christ. Same thing that happened with the earth has to happen with our life 
when we come to Christ. Mm-hmm. Because then we we are without Christ we're empty and void. Okay. And darkness is in the deep of our heart. Mm-hmm. The deepness of our heart, the deepness of our life. What do you say to this, brother? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, without Christ, you know, we're spiritually dead, you know, we're walking in, in the earth, you know, and everything like humans, but you know, spiritually, yeah, it's void. It's, there's nothing there. You know. But when Christ comes, the light, you know, the life and light and uh and truth also, you know. He's you know we we are alive in him. So we in other words, you know, we never die. So we die, you know, and this body, you know, passes away but our you know, us, we don't we, we don't die because it's Christ in us. That means we're full of life. You know, we're you know. Thank you, God. Wow, yeah. thank you, Lord. So awesome. So so awesome. Yeah. Amen. So then the Spirit of God move upon the face of the water. It requires the, the Spirit of God to come back to our life in order for us to be on restore, to come back to, to Jesus said that when, when, when we have received the promises of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit in us, is job, I don't know if it's called it a job, what would you call that? Uh, his work, the world you're saying. His work, yeah. His work is to restore us, right? Yeah. To help us, help us get right with God. Right, helping us, yeah. To help us work, walk the walk. And Jesus said that He will be always without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit is to guide us, to lead us, to teach us. And and Christ restores us, but the Holy Spirit leads us, and He will always lead us to Christ. That's right, yeah. Isn't that incredible? He will always lead us to Christ. Amen. And in Matthew 12, 45, uh, this is when the the, uh, goes he and talks, okay, talking about the uh, the light, because we talked about the the darkness and the boy and the person, and this is how Jesus is explaining. When he goes, he he takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of man is worse than the first, okay? Even so it shall be unto the wicked generation, okay? So he's prophesying here of what would happen to the generation who turns away from Christ, okay? Their stay when they receive Christ will be worse after they reject them. They become worse. Okay, how do you explain that, brother Tony? Yeah, because uh, when we come to Christ, you know, we get set free. We, uh, the joy, the joy of salvation is in us, you know, and the joy. And after some time when the person, you know, departs from the Lord and goes back to what they were doing, you know, it becomes worse. You know, it, be, it becomes worse. You know, and like it says there, you know, seven wick, more wicked than the first ones. So that's when the person starts, you know, doing things uh, that they used to do before, you know, when they were already set free, the Lord set them free, the Lord, you know, but, you know, something happened and, you know, but Amen. the person becomes worse and worse. And Amen. I still believe the Lord can restore that person, but, you know, it, it's, 
where that's when the person falls, you know, and and I uh, I believe in that the Lord can restore the Amen. Lord can restore anyone, you know. Yeah. Amen. Thank yeah. you, Lord. And then verse three, God said, "Let it be light," and and there was light. What I see here is Father calling up on His Son Jesus. Okay. And why would you think that Father will call up on His Son for us, for His creation? Yeah. He's Almighty and <laughs> yeah. I think you will call upon him because through him all things were made, like an example. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was for God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him there was nothing made that was made. So without Christ, nothing was made. God never made anything without Christ, including angels, seraphim, cherubim. They were all made through Christ. Because he made everything in heaven and on earth. So everything that God had ever made in heaven, angels, spirits, powerful angels, cherub, uh, archangel, messaging angel, yeah. army angel, they were all made to Christ. None of them were made without Christ. All of them were made with Christ. In the same on the earth, everything that was made was made to Christ. Yeah. Thank and, you, Lord. And it says all. When it says all, it's all. It and that's all. what the Lord gave me the other night, that he made Lucifer. Yeah. Lucifer was one of his creation at one time. Mm -hmm. So never can his creation be greater than the creator. No. Because he made him. My brother, think about that. It just blows your mind. What he yeah, it's just one of his creations, you know, and... And he, there are some things he, he allows them. And sometimes we feel like, you know, we give so much credit to the enemy, which is the devil and his army, you know. And when in reality, really, it's the Lord, you know, that he's above all, you know. Uh, yes. And he has given us a victory, like, you know, like it says. And he's above his creation. Above, you know, he's above all. and All things. And he has given us the keys, you know, by his blood and, and by the word of our testimony. You know, and that implies faith, you know. Yes. Once faith is applied to that, there's not, there's nothing that can that can that can come against us because he he is with. If he's with us, you know, who can be against us? There's yes. no power, no nothing that can come against you know. Amen. They come against us, they come against him, you know. Yes. And, uh, so he, yeah, he he's above all, and and uh, that's a powerful word that got me. That spoke to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. The Lord's given me a dream this week where he brought me into the ark this morning. And in the ark, I can see from heaven, from the ark, people coming in. And I can see my position in the ark. I can see other brothers and sisters in the ark, which is the church of Jesus. My brother Tony was there. And I saw other brothers and sisters there. In the ark, the church of Christ. And everyone who was in the ark was a rest in the Lord, was trusting in the Lord. But not only that, my brother and sister, the Lord Jesus was speaking with me about what would it take for you to remain in the ark. And, you know, if my brother Tony will allow me to use him as an example tonight, you know, because I know it's, it's kind of personal in a bit, 
But the Lord used Brother Tony as an example. How much he has given for the Lord to come into the ark and remain in the ark. And he used him as an example. As the Lord Jesus was explaining to me what it takes to come into the ark. And it's giving even the things that you love, your own family, if you have to, to come into the ark and stay in the ark. But it's being willing to give up the things you love, he says to me. Giving up the things that of this world, you know, that many are not willing to give up the things of the world for the Lord. And that's what's keeping them captive and love with the things of this world, my brother and sister. And there were children, people, he was telling me, that are coming in into the ark. And when they when they're in their peace and they know that, the, the, the enemy brings to the early minds the things that they could be missing on this earth. And immediately they come out of the ark because they want these things of the earth. And they put the heart in the things of the earth. And the devil uses those things of the earth to, to for them to come out of the ark again. But Jesus was showing me I'm, that he's the one that brings us into the ark because we cannot come into the ark unless the Lord help us to. You know, but we ourselves can come out way are our earthly minded. Earthly desire was the word he was showing me. Because as he was speaking, he was also showing me things. My brother and sister. Which is it was so powerful because when I looked at the ark, the ark looked like the uh, the ark of uh, Noah. I remember in heaven seeing the ark of Noah. And Jesus revealed to me, it looks like the ark of Noah but this is my ark. And I knew this ark was the ark of Jesus, but I also knew that he is the ark of God for us. You know, he's that protection, and him will find rest. That's why anyone coming into the ark find rest, because we find rest in the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And from there, from the ark, I can look out to the earth, and I saw a great, like a gray, what is the word? Great judgment heading to the earth. But like it was imminent, it was practically here. And the Lord was showing me, I am bringing in the last of the last into the ark, helping them escape the judgment to come. And I could see the judgment. I can see this big destruction coming up on the earth from the ark. Uh, what is the word that, that Brother Dan and Sister Barbara used that was coming in? Thank you, Lord. It's on YouTube. There's a word they used that I want to use that same word because it was in relationship to what the Lord was speaking to Brother Dan and Sister Barbara a few days ago, a storm, storm, a biblical proportion storm coming upon the earth. Biblical proportional uh, storm coming. It was huge. It was, like he said, biblical proportion. It, I, ne- nothing like it i ever seen. It was huge. It's like seeing a mega, mega tsunami heading to our nation, heading to the earth. And God, the Lord was showing me 
the last of the last is coming in, you know, before the door of the ark is closed. And that's going to be it because I heard about the door of the ark being opened again. But the Lord was showing me, do you know how the gate of the ark looks, the door, the gate? It was like when one gate was laughing against the other. And in order for you to come into the ark, you will have to be almost as thin as a, as a, as a page, as a newspaper page, an example, or as a page page, a book page. You have to be really thin to be able to come into the ark, as thin. And when someone got right with the law and repenting and, and began to repent daily, continuously, repenting truly from the heart, you know, really committing their life to the Lord, Jesus will help the person to come into the heart. He made that person in the spirit thin, 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 thin. And he brought them through the door into the heart. And then the person came in and was able to come and rest in the Lord in the heart. My brother, paper thin, you know, and I was like, my Lord, my God, it seemed impossible. Let me tell you, when I looked at it, it seemed impossible to me. But you know what the Lord reminded me? That with God, all things are possible. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that, that, that he reminded me. Remember, he says, that with God, all things are possible. He reminded me, because I was thinking there as I was watching, that this is impossible. How can, some, how can someone enter the ark through those gates with the opening being so close? But then the Lord reminded me that with God, all things are possible. My brother and sister. And the Lord began to speak to me about his, his children, there were some people ahead, deep, deep into the ark, ahead in the ark, and he called them warriors, my brother and sister. And I'll tell you more about the warrior. Let's go back to Genesis. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So in John 8, 12, he said, he spoke again and said unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follow me should not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of his life, of the life. Bible insisted, speaking of himself and speaking of what he's able to do for us, what he's capable to do to, for each and one of us, that he, he can, out of darkness, he that follow me should not walk in darkness. Out of darkness, he's able to bring us into his light and give us life, light and life we receive from Christ when we walk with him. We don't remain in darkness. When you begin to repent, when you begin to confess the Lord, when you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you don't remain in darkness. He brings you into his light and life he gives you, eternal life in Christ for you to walk with him in light because he walked in light. He's able to get us from the darkness into the light. Tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And how, how did Jesus explain to me in the ark this morning that we can remain in him in the ark? He says through repentance. 
He says, if you remain in repentance of me, if you remain in repentance, through repentance I can bring you into the ark and keep you in the ark, he says. Continue to repent, he says to me. Continue to repent. And continue to tell you, my brothers and sisters, to repent. Because this message is for all of us. The only way we're going to stay in the ark, he says, is through repentance. He says, continue to repent, he says. Yes, Lord, because we're going to be obedient. Hallelujah. I heard a testimony a few days ago from another brother on YouTube. And he says that he was in the throne of God. And he said he, he saw a man from the throne of God praying on earth. And when he was praying, the power of God from him came out. Went into the throne of God with lightning and power. And God said yes immediately to his prayer. But the prayer went with lightning and power around the throne mightily from earth. He says he never seen anything like this. My brother and sisters, the Lord is so incredible. Because anything you want to know that is true, anything you need him to confirm, he will confirm. And Jesus confirmed this to me. My brother and sister, which not only did he confirm me, he showed me. He showed me. And he said, ye are my warriors. And my warrior always pray, always intercede. He says, my warriors. He called us my warrior. And he used one of the brother warriors here in the Lord John, my brother Benjamin. And he says, he's my warrior. Okay? And I saw his prayer that went out of him with lightning and power right before the Lord. I see. He said, my warrior will always intercede for others, he says. My brother and sister. To me, that was like, oh, my Lord. You know, telling my brother Ben earlier about this, he, you know, I know it may seem happy. He praised the Lord because our glory goes to Jesus, not to us or anybody else. But it's so joyful. We are so joyful, you know, because my brother Tony and I, like a week or two weeks ago, I think we were having a conversation. And I said, I will ask the Lord to give me a word for you, brother. You know, I said, you said, yes, brother Elvie. And then the Lord, go ahead and... and Thank you, Lord, giving me that revelation. I said, Lord, give me a revelation of my brother Tony that will encourage him. He was in the ark, and Jesus let me use him as an example. Please, for what my brother has done, the things he was willing to give for the Lord, it pleases the Lord. You know, in the Lord, you should see him as an example, brother Tony. Amen. It pleases the Lord what you've done for him. That's mighty, mighty things like for us the tears to come out of our eyes. I was like, oh my Lord. You know? These are things that give us joy, joy in the Lord. Because he's so good with us, he's so awesome. You know, you give God your youth, your young, your 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 strength. You give God everything you can give God. And you will not regret it for life. I had given God my youth since 21 to now serving him. Instead of going to the bar, the club, no, I went to church. I went to seek the Lord. And I, I haven't regretted a day serving the Lord because the Lord gives us joy and peace in the middle of all this mess on this earth. My brothers and sisters, 
you will have more fun with Jesus than any fun you can have on this earth. He will give us more love and pleasure in the Lord. You will rejoice more in the Lord. Give the Lord your youth. Give Jesus your life. You will not regret it. He will repay you 100%. He'll give you eternal life, eternal joy, eternal peace, eternal everything, the petition of your heart. You will have more in God than, than, than what the world can give you. You will never regret giving anything to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. What do you say to that, Tony? Yeah, amen. Wow. Yeah, I was in tears earlier when you when you gave me that word. If you can, I was touched. I like see. He comforts us. He knows. He knows everyone. He knows everyone's needs, and and he's so good. Right, you know, when we least expect it, he shows up and and lifts us up because he he knows everyone. You know, and he knows what we're going through, and and. Uh, and I know he's speaking to a lot of people here that are listening, people that are, you know, you know, that are listening out there. And, you know, it's your right is the best, giving him our youth. For those of us that are, all of us, you know, anyone, you know, I'm so glad I got to meet the Lord and, you know, and he brought me through, you know, I was lost and he brought me in and he's been, he's been so good to me, you know, and, and uh, he's been good to all of us, you know, I, that's why I can... I can uh, testify, you know, it's, the Lord is so good, and and He He brought me in, you know, it, He's so good, you know, and He has so much for us, and and uh, He's so good, yeah. Thank the Lord. Philippians one nineteen, for I know that this shall turn out to my salvation through your prayers and the support of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. See how our prayer can bring salvation to other people? Well, this is what the Lord was speaking to me about the warriors. The Lord Jesus began to speak about his warriors. He says, my warriors, and I'm there listening to him. My warrior will always tend to see him pray. And when they pray, he hears their prayer. I saw, he gave me an example that as we pray, lightning and thundering came through our prayer and went around with power. And, and he was showing me what this brother was speaking about, how they go to the throne of God with lightning and power. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and the Lord was showing it to me that our prayer mighty before God. Yeah. That's why in the book of James says that the praying of the, the prayer of the saints avail it much. Powerful. Some translation says they're powerful, they're and that's really what they are. Yeah, they're powerful. They accomplish much, but we don't see it that way. You see, but God wants us to see it that way. We're lightning and thundering our prayer when we pray okay. before the throne. And I was a brother I used to say years ago that every time he prayed, he had like a mallet, big mallet, right? And he would be like hitting the throne of God, boom, boom, boom. And and he said when God would say who 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 who's this? He said that is me interceding for this person down here that needs your help. <laughs> the Christ. He always use that example like oh man. 
He says, I don't stop pounding until the door is heaven, until my prayers are answered. That's the people God is looking for. Amen. Warriors, Jesus called them. Warriors again. The way he said it was, you know, um, when he was speaking about John the Baptist, he was speaking about, you know, in the New Testament, he said, uh, the violent take it by force. I believe the Lord is the one that said that. You know, and, uh, and he's talking about the violent, you know, the ones that push and push and never give up, you know, and and uh, like you say, we don't stop praying. We don't, we don't stop praying. We don't stop seeking Him. That's that's who God is seeking. Amen. That's, that's the that's that's the people He's looking for. That's what He wants us to do. You know, keep on pushing and not not give up even when we don't. You know, it's that's that's what He's looking for from us. You know, Amen. Keep, keep on praying and and seeking you know. Thank you, Lord. I think that's the word and. and Okay, thank you, Lord. There's an example, and I'm looking for it. And let me see. And um, thank you, Lord. I think it's in Matthew. Okay, and from the day that John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violence taken by force. Is this what Jesus was talking about? The power? That's the one, yeah. The violence taken by force, yeah. Oh man, no man, no man. This brings so much light into what we're talking about. Because I don't remember this verse. Yeah. You know, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And that's what I was watching from the throne. That violence down here that the enemy is causing. That the people of God from this violent world are taking the kingdom of God by force. Yeah. You know? That's incredible. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. The confirmation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. He's so awesome. His word is it, just there. It's so powerful. It's so awesome. Second Timothy 3.15. And from the childhood through, thou hast known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, Genesis uh, 1-4. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the darkness from the, the light from the darkness. The dark from, you know, we need to be specific. The, the, he divided, okay, the light from the darkness, which is a type of the rapture, because he takes the light with children out of the earth, which is in darkness. It's a type of the rapture. But at the same time, here, it's a, it, 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 we're talking about what? The spiritual separation? When he, yeah. when he separates his children from the children of darkness, like an example. Yeah. First John 1 John 1.5. And then this is the message which we have heard from, the, from him and declare unto you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. It is, this is what we're talking about, right? That he has to separate the believer from the non-believer. Because if they, you know, if, if they are together, or like the, the, the unvaccinated from the vaccinated, because if they remain together, the vaccinated can convince the unvaccinated to be vaccinated. Right. And then, you know, I was thinking... Maybe if you take the Pfizer, just me thinking, 
you know, it will be better because your memory remains in the Great Tribulation. That's a beat, for example. But then the reminder is, if you take any right thing, your soul will be removed from your body. So where's the benefit? There's no benefit in anybody thing. No. No benefit in anybody thing. Now, tonight, I want to give a, a really strong warning about medications, including vitamins. And it is that they, uh, uh, a gentleman on, on YouTube had put an earlier video this week where he find an RFID in one, of the, in one of the medications, one of the pills, okay? And so we decided to, you know, as I was talking about it, I decided to look for more information, and we didn't know that the FDA approved this already for Pfizer company to put in, 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 in a, a, what do they call the chip, remember? Is a chip inside the medication, the FDA approved, for Pfizer to be able to do on their medication. And it is for COVID-19 patients, okay? So it, it, I believe it has all the ingredients that the COVID-19 has, because it is for the COVID, uh, for the COVID patients, which I don't know why we'll, we'll, the FDA will approve that. That's horrible. But then finding a pill and RFID in the medication, they're trying to put the RFID on us unknown. Remember they had a recall on Tylenol and some other medications? Well, they, have, they had a plan and was to put, they know that a lot of the people that have not taken the COVID-19 vaccine, they buy over-the-counter medication. So by putting the pill in over-the-counter medication, pills, medicines, okay, vitamins, Inside, they know that the how that's how they can get it into people's system. Otherwise, they won't be able to. So, my advice to you: there is an app on 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 on, on the Play Store, on 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 the on the app for for iPhones for free that you can download. It's a metal detector, or or get a mag, a magnet. Put it close to your medication. If your medication is magnetic, okay, that means that the RFID can be in one of the pills. You can you can do it the way my wife did it. She put the pill on the on, on the on the on the piece of paper, napkins, and, and went over to see if there were anything that may have the RFID because the RFID is metal. If you use a metal detector and app in your phone. You should be able to, to okay, uh, detect it. Yes, vitamin may have, have metal like iron. Yes, that is a true, but not enough to to uh, to to uh, make the metal detector go on 100%. Because I did it, and the and the metal detector move a little bit with vitamins. Because you're right, it has some iron in it, but not 100% to to really, you know. I'll uh, be so magnetic like a piece of metal. Because I compare it to a piece of metal, and that's what I show, showing the brothers and sisters, even my family, look, look at the difference so we can notice the difference. If one of, the, one of the pills in your medication has a strong magnetic field in it, that means that I may have the RFID in it. So the one way for you to keep your family safe, you yourself and your family safe, because the whole idea is to keep ourselves safe from the RFID. 
Because I, I, I don't know specifically what effect the RFID could have on someone's body. Because years ago, remember when they started through uh, surgery, putting the RFID on people's body, I took it in prayer with the Lord, and the Lord said he could remove them. The RFID that are in animals, cats, dogs, birds, uh, the Lord also said he can remove them. So uh, we just want to be safe because you may not be asking the Lord to remove any RFID from your body because you think you don't have it, but if you don't know that if you took over-the-counter medication like Tylenol, aspirin, you know, any of those medications, you may have an RFID in your body, you know. Will that be able to keep you from the rapture? I don't know. Something we will have to ask the Lord. Yeah. But it is something that will affect your body, you know. So you have to, we want to be saved. We, we want to be ready for the Lord. We want to be holy. We want to be pure. We, we, the Lord wants us to be like him, holy and righteous, pure. Holy and righteous is pure. No contamination of any kind. And if we get contaminated, we repent. And we ask the Lord to, to you know, remove them. The other thing is what I share on Sunday. The Lord revealed me. He was speaking to the servant that to store to storage up on medication, vitamins. You know, we need vitamins. The Lord knows that our food... And that was the question to the Lord. Lord, I still don't have enough vitamins. He says, he was fully aware of that, he says. And he says that we should take vitamins. Because he said our medicate, our food don't have much medicine, uh, vitamins in it. So he says that we can take vitamins, to storage up on vitamins. Okay, so the Lord knows a lot of people are getting headaches. They're just getting sick. And it's because of the lack of vitamins. Okay. We can always pray for healing also. The Lord is always willing to heal us, you know, but he said to store it up on, on vitamins. You know, he was speaking to this man, I, I man of God, I heard the Lord speaking to this, yeah, tell them to store it up on vitamins. So I, that was awesome to hear the Lord saying that we need vitamins, my brother and sister. Store it up on vitamins as much as you can. Amen. So God divided the light from the darkness. Okay, and that's his children from darkness. Okay, my brother insisted. So God called the light day. Okay, in the darkness he called night. So the life of the day is the sun. We know that. Without any sun, there will be no light. So the light is Jesus Christ. In the sun that we have, it's a manifestation of Jesus. Of Christ, yeah. Of Christ. So that's, that's incredible. That is in the Word. In darkness is, a, is, is the work of the devil. So the work of darkness, the work of evil, which he called night, which we know they operate in the night, mostly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's incredible. The evening and the morning was the first day. So that's the first day. In God's saw. Okay, what happened here? Which is very sexy. Let me let me have it here. Okay, and God said, I'm sorry, let there be firmament in the midst of the water. Let there be the water from the water. And this is my question to Brother Tony. How do you divide the water from the water? 
God sees God sees um God sees the what we can't see, you know, and you know, he can divide the waters, you know. Only he can. For example, he divided, you know, the divided the waters, the Red Sea, you know, he that's just an example, but Well the water here is an example of people. Yeah. Uh, and it's a firmament. It's, it's like it's like the establishment, mm-hmm. and the establishment right now is the church. Yeah. And in the church, you divide the people from the people. So there's a verse: he divided the sheep from the goat. Yeah, I'm the The sheep from the goat. How do you, how do you divide the sheep from the goat? Yeah, he don't want them to. He don't want them to mix together, so. He takes the he takes the sheep home, you know, in the rapture, and um, that has a lot of meaning, you know. Uh, he he divides them, and you know, well, you know, he tells us even in the word, you know, to not to not um, you know, come out of them, you know, come, come out, out of them, my people. Yeah, and I, that's a great word yeah. for the twenty, and that's in Revelation um, eighteen, right? Thank you, Lord. Yeah, he tells us that. He says, uh, I heard about an, uh, another voice from heaven saying, go ahead, brother. Uh, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her, of her plagues. So what happened that he has to divide the water from the water, the other people from the people, is that, you know, some of God's people have been in the church system, the firmament, mm-hmm. thinking that the firmament means firm. Meant, boy, if it's firm, if the church is firm, if this church, mega church is firm, has been established for so many years, it should be okay with God. You know, because it's mm-hmm. been there for so long, the firmament has been there. But the, what they don't notice is that even God has to divide the people from the people. Take what it is. It's like in, in, in the day of the rapture, in Luke 17, it says that two were walking in the field, working in the field. One was taken, the other was left. Yeah. So that's kind of what it's saying here. He When he takes one and leaves the other one, is because one is pleasing and the other one is not. Yeah. You know? And one of one is 50%. So that's why people think 50% of the people are going home. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Because one out of 100, you know, that's 1%. That's 1%. One out of 100 is 1%. So we're, we're talking about like in the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, 1% went into the ark. Eight people represented 1%. That went into the ark. What happened with the 99? Okay. Well, the Bible said that the shepherd left the 99 and went for the lost sheep. That's what happened. And when he went for the lost sheep, he saved the lost sheep. But what happened to the 99? Why did he end up leaving the 99? Any question? Yeah, that is. 
That is that has a meaning, yeah, it makes you think again. Yeah. As deeper as we yeah. go, the Lord will take us deeper. <laughs> yeah. And deeper. That you way. see how we go around deeper and deeper? Yeah. Because A represented one percent. Only one percent went into the ark. In Sodom and Gomorrah, Law and his family represented one percent. Because it says that he left the ninety nine and went for the lost sheep. So it represented one percent. He left the 99 and went for the lost sheep. Right now, the Church of Christ, among, amongst 8 billion people, represents 1%. Mm-hmm. 1%. So he left the, the 8 billion, or the 7 billion, if we can say, and went for the 1%. 1% of the church is going to be raptured. 1% of the earth people is going to be raptured. That's including the children now. 1% of the church gets saved. He leaves the 99. 1% of the earth, including the children, gets raptured. That's including the children leaving the 99% children on the earth that are playing video games and doing so, so much more. So the rapture is for the 1%. The 99 stays behind. Now, we're going to see in, in creation of Genesis, Shalom Bodemio, that God has planned to rapture the church before the great tribulation. This is in creation now, in Genesis. Okay? In Genesis. Not in Revelation. In Genesis, we're going to see. We're going to see the rapture of the bride of Christ in Genesis. Okay? We're going to see the great tribulation in Genesis. And we're going to see the tribulation saints in Genesis 1 also. Yeah. As we go on, because this is the Bible study tonight. Thank you, Lord. But keep in mind the 99 he leaves, and he goes to save that one sheep. Those are the ones going home in the rapture, that 1%. Yeah. Okay. So Matthew 6, 1, 3, But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body should be full of darkness. Therefore, the light that is in thee be darkness. How great is darkness? Now, what is this here? And I'm going to compare it to something that people watch it on television and without knowing is a biblical truth. You know those people on television that are in darkness, right? That are part of a, a cult, part of the devil, whatever kingdom. They have really black eyes, right? Really black eyes. And we look at them on television and interview on the news and whatever it is. I mean, oh, that person has black eyes. But look what Jesus said about those people that are in darkness. But if thy eye be evil. Okay. And look at the word he uses, if. That means you cannot judge people. You have to be careful who you, you know. There might be different reasons why someone's eyes might be black. Yeah. So don't go around judging people. But if the person is evil, let's say had joined the occult, had joined the devil's church, then the whole body be full of darkness. How much darkness a person has is full of it, full of darkness, okay? If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, okay, if all you see on the person is darkness, okay, you have no idea how much darkness is in the human being. Jesus says, how great is that darkness? In other words, you have no idea how great it is. 
It goes deep, 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 deeper than what people think. Mm-hmm. Witchcraft, sorcery, black magic, all that practicing is in them. Yeah. All that evil is in them. All those demon principalities are in them. Okay? Nothing to be in play with. Do not play with darkness. Do not play with the things of the evil one. Because then the person will be full of darkness. The light of the body will be full of darkness. Okay? So please take that verse serious. It's important. All right, let's move on. And then John, uh, Matthew 17, 2. He was from figure. And you want to say anything about this before I move on, Brother Tony? About the person eyes being, being, being evil? Yeah, yeah, well, that also speaks of the heart, too, um, um, because, you know, Jesus said, where your heart, where your, where your uh, treasure is, there your heart will be also. And, Amen. And uh, that's what I got from that. It's, uh, we have to be careful. You know, Eve sinned because of what she saw, you know. She sinned, uh, first she saw it, you know, she saw that it was good, and, and that's when she, uh, you know, she desired the fruit, and, and, but because she first saw it. You know, and that's that's saying to us as the Lord's, because it's a spirit. That word is a spirit. You know, it's speaking in this angle, and it's also speaking in a, in a different way. So it's that's what the Lord said. It's a spirit. So it can mean one thing, it can mean the other. You know, at the same time. Thank you, Lord. And when He reveals it, it means yeah. That's the, it's yeah. We have to be careful what we see because um, what we see can uh, you know the Lord taught us about temptation. You know, He said uh, His His. He was teaching us, you know, he's, one of the prayers was, Father, don't let us fall into temptation. Or, you know, Father, you know, help us to not fall into temptation. So that, that verse means also that, you know, it's, we have to be careful what we see because um, we're still in this flesh and we have to be very careful, you know. And, uh, and um, you know, like, that, like the Lord gave us that example, you know, when he resurrected. He was, he was teaching us, you know, and it goes with this verse here. Is when uh, Mary came to him and he wanted to hug Jesus. You know, after he, you know, he said, I ha- "Don't hug me yet because I haven't, I'm haven't gone to my father yet." You know, he was teaching us there that in this body, you know, as long as we're here, we have to, we have to be careful, and uh, it's, uh, you know, and he's teaching us that we can't, you know, that we can't do nothing without him, with without Christ, and. But yeah, that's I I I I like that verse. Yeah, it's thank you, Lord. Wow, yeah. that's a good uh, revelation there. Yeah. In Matthew seven two, he was transfigured before them. His face shone as the sun. His raiment was white as the light. Wow, wow. Uh, this year, brother Tony. Yeah. He, he other time the Lord transfigured himself for in front of his disciple, yeah. and then. He's shining us the sun. Yeah, and Peter marveled, you know. And <laughs> he, you know, he even, you know, he said, "Let's make two towers." He didn't know what he was saying. He, he was, he was marveled by the light he was seeing, you know, and, and especially when Father spoke through the through the cloud, you know, at that moment, the Mount Transfiguration, and and it was glory there. And even later on in one of his epistles of Peter, he talks about that glory that he saw, you know. Yes. And uh, Amen. So that was that was glory. He said uh, it was. You know, it was a glory, and he wanted to show this. It was three of them that he, you know, that the Lord only took three of them to the mountain. You know, I believe it was James, uh, Peter, and John. Yes. And, uh, and you ask yourself, why didn't he take the rest? He, you know, the Lord knows why he only took those three of them. Amen. <laughs> and, uh, Thank yeah. the Lord. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. That's glory. Yeah. Uh, Sister Lee Crystal, who was, was going to join us on Sunday, uh, it, it was difficult for her because uh, what was the 34th was the 31st for her. She's in Malaysia, so it, the timing is so different. Now, she won't be able to be with us in two more weeks, she said. They have some activity in two more weeks forward from now. But as soon as she can be with us, she says she'll let us know, and she'll be happy to join us. We just have to overcome the difference in timing and dates, and so it was complicated for her. But uh, she, she's lovely. She, she would love to be with us. She's a sister in Christ. So please keep her in prayer. And then Matthew 24, 27, uh, for as the lightning that come out of the east, shining even unto the west, so shall be the coming of the Son of Man. Uh, how, do you, how do you take this, the lightning coming out of the east to the west? Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's the sun we get every day. You know, that's that's the Lord speak to us through His creation. You know, and He speaks to us in so our many daily ways. Sun. Yeah, our daily sun, and, and like I was, you know, and something that goes with 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 what His Word says. You know, He's and it's revealed through His creation is that the sun is always there. It's every day. That will not fail. You know, the sun is always, always there. Even when it's cloudy. Yeah. Even though the clouds are there, the sun is, is still always there. And that's a represent, representation of Christ. You know, when we go through something difficult, we, we feel like, you know, sometimes we can't even see straight, you know. It's because He's always there, you know, and... And he's always there. He like just like he promised, you know. And I even got it on my wrist here, and it says, "I am with you always," you know. And uh, um, he he's not gonna abandon us, you know. He's always there, and when we call upon him, he he's gonna help us, you know. And sometimes, like I said, you know, that one day, sometimes we have to cry out to him, and 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 he does. He shows up right in time. He he's never late, you know. He's always right in time. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Matthew 24 to 9. Immediately after the tribulation of those, day, of those days, shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give with her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the power of heaven shall be shaken. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, how soon after the rapture, Brother Tony? Is a tribulation is going to start? And yeah, yeah. It's well, the tribulation. The well, the Lord says great tribulation. You know, so it's it's going to start right at, right after the church gets taken out. First, the church has to be taken out because you know, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit is going to be taken out of the earth. So, and the Holy Spirit now is is, is you know is is life. That's why we have all this life and light and this, and this earth is because the Holy Spirit is here and he's bringing all that you know mm-hmm. and so once you get taken out the darkness comes but it's that's going to be immediately as soon as he's out of this earth as soon as he's as soon as the church the Holy Spirit and the church is taken out of this earth it's going to be it's going to be immediately the immediate darkness you know immediately yeah because and that, when you how do you see that word immediately is that like the that we're now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see it. I, that's how I see it because once the Holy Spirit is out, you know, then it's darkness. You know, it's it's gonna. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's how I see it, and 
And but yeah, the, but yeah, you're right. What you said earlier, those that will call upon him in the great tribulation, you know, they're they're gonna have, you know, Father's going to to have mercy on them. Amen. He's gonna he's gonna have mercy on those that call upon him. We were having dinner this afternoon. I mean, we just got together. It, it, it was not even so planned. It was like in the last minute. Let's let's get together. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes we slam, we let people know ahead, but we just decided, you know, Brother Tony's my neighbor, and we decided, hey, let's just, and, you know, we, we were speaking about the Word of God. It was just flying to and fro. As he was sharing, and the revelation that was coming out was incredible. And, and man, rejoicing in that moment, brothers and sisters, is incredible, hearing the wisdom of God is coming and blessing our lives. It's so awesome. Amen. So God says, let, let the ferment in the midst of the water, let divide the water from the water. Had, you know, only God can divide the water from the water. The believer from, from, from the true believer from the fake believer. Yeah. And then we got Matthew 25, 32 in regard to that. And before him shall be God the whole nation, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divide his sheep from the goat. What do you say about this, Brother Tony? Yeah, that's the Lord. You know, He's the the shepherd, the good shepherd. Um, he, you know, he he sees the heart. He sees, you know, he he sees you know what we don't see. He sees the the he sees the beginning. He sees the end. He is the beginning and the end. You know, it was all created through him. So he yeah he he's the one that divides. That's why he he's the only one he's the only one that can confirm, you know, who is his and who is not, and what is his and what is not. You know, and uh, because he knows it all, and and uh, he said there's nothing hidden that will not come out to light. You know, and uh, those that are not walking right now, that are not walking right with him now, it's going to be revealed, you know, soon because, you know, he knows that they're not sincerely repenting. So by staying behind, that shows you, you know, that tells that they were not sincere with him. Because if they would have been repenting, you know, crying out to him, you know, in truth, you know, they would have been ready. They would have been ready. Because he would have made them ready. Yeah. Because he's the one, he's the faithful one working he's, in our lives. He's the, he's, he's the one that that can bring us in, you know, like you were saying. Yes. And, yeah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Yeah. So awesome. And then verse 7, God made the firmament, divided the water which were under the firmament from the water which were above the firmament and was salt. And here the firmament, again, the firmament is a church, you know. Uh, you, have an, you have an upper ground church and an underground church. Have you ever heard about the underground church? Yeah, I heard I heard about it in China. I, I, uh, it might be in the other places of the earth. Um, I think even South Korea or somewhere they said, but they, they say they're hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, they're being persecuted. And, yes. Um, I believe it's China is what they said. They, the, the the believers in China Amen. have to hide, you know, from the from the from the public. And uh, mm-hmm. that that's what I've heard. And um, you know, but 
But yeah, that's that's what I've heard about uh, believers. Yeah, for some reason, or they have the services underground is what I've heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the underground church and the overground church. Well, we, I believe what we have in America is it's over uh, above the firmament church. So it's above the earth church, you know, church that you can see on television. And then, you know, there's one that is it's under the, the firmament. This one is the, the, you know, below ground church. So God called the firmament heaven. The evening and the morning was the second day. Uh, I believe out there there's angelic visitation because the firmament is heaven. So angel on earth are servant of God, which Revelation says that the message goes to the church of Philadelphia. That's an angel. The angel of Philadelphia. That, you know, that's, that's, those are from heaven. Verse 9. Here, here is my brother and sister, the rapture that I want to show you. In Genesis 1-9, those have been following us here, Genesis 1-9, prophetically, I want you to see the rapture in the left behind here, okay? God said, let the, the water under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, rapture. That's the rapture, gathered together unto one place, okay? This is when the saints are gathered together and they go home to be with Christ, that's the rapture right there. Gather. Actually, the rapture is called the gathering of the saints. Paul calls it the gathering of the saints. So that's what the rapture is. But I want you to see this other thing. Let the dry land appear. Well, the, the dry land is the great tribulation now. That's what the dry land is. Let the dry land appear. Because I want you to see this here. How incredible God is that in Genesis... He put this, my brother and sister, prophetic word here in verse 9. Okay? God said, let the water under the, un, under the heaven be gathered together into one place. That's a rapture. The one place, which is, will be the special place, is the wedding celebration in heaven. So that one place that Jesus has shown me and many other people is where we're going to celebrate the wedding. That's where we're going. This is the wedding celebration. We're gathered in that one place. Well, Paul says we also got uh, uh, meet the Lord in the air. But then we're going to that one place. Okay? Let the dry of the land appear. That's a great tribulation. Because where's the great tribulation that everybody keeps talking about? I don't see it. Well, it will appear after the rapture leaves. Like you were saying about the Holy Spirit. Once the, the retrainer... Paul said, get taken out of the way. Yeah. Then that man has seen well, what the Bible says, will appear. Yeah. This is the same word. Can you look up, look up that verse when the man has seen appear? Yeah. The man has seen will appear. It uses the, 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 same, the appearance of the son of the man of sin, the, man, the son of perdition, okay? The abomination nation yeah you know yes yeah, uh, what, what what read it for us please um thank you lord thank you god hallelujah let the dry land appear yes yeah, as uh 
Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come unless there come a falling away first, and that a man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. See, reveal is appearance. Some, some translations says appear, some say reveal, which means the same thing. Why do he need to be revealed? Because the whole world practically don't know who he is. Only 1% know who he is. So God has to reveal him. Literally, for people to see him. But his reign comes from in the great tribulation. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Now, the, the dry land appears. Which is, uh, and so, so we got the word Turo, the Kachaway, which is the rapture first. Now look at this, verse 10. God called the dry land earth. Okay? God called the dry land earth. Okay? Which we call, which the art newer, Matthew 24, calls it the Great Tribulation. The dry land. It's as known as the great tribulation prophetically here in verse 10. My brother and my sister, the great tribulation. So God calls the dry land earth, okay, because man, remember, is taken from the earth. Okay, like I'll give you a, and so the great tribulation, and, and so look at this. So God calls the, the, the dry land earth, and the gathering Together of the water, he calls it sea. Okay? I believe there's a verse that says like the, like the sand of the sea. The, they will be like the sand of the sea. Yeah, that's when he spoke to Abraham. I, his okay. descendants will be like the sand of the sea. There's another one about the sea. That uh, he says. The, his knowledge. Uh, there's, um, and there's another one about the sea. And so God saw that it was good. Okay? Mm -hmm. So God has planned to save people in the Great Tribulation. That's what it's saying here. Mm -hmm. Okay? They appointing to the gathering in the Great Tribulation. Why? Because in the Great Tribulation, in order to be saved, you need to be beheaded for Christ. In Revelation 7, 14 says, And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowing, he said unto me, These are they that come out of the Great Tribulation. They have washed their robe, made them white as the blood of the Lamb, and then Revelation 24, and I saw throne and they that sat upon them, judgment was given unto them. And I saw the soul of them that had been beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast, nor his image, nor had received a mark on the hand or on the forehead. On the forehead or on their hand. And they live and reign with Christ a thousand years. Okay? Clearly, clearly. My brother and sisters, um, in order for the saints, because a lot of people say, brother, I see two, two rapture in the Bible. Well, there's the first gathering together before the great tribulation, which is the church going home. What do you say about that, brother, brother Tony? Yeah, that's, that's the first one, the first gathering. Mm -hmm. and, uh, which is in verse 9, yeah. when you gather the, the water under the heaven. Yeah. And you know water represents the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. That will be people who have the Holy Spirit okay. under the heaven. Those are the ones. Remember what Jesus said to me? If my Holy Spirit is in you, when I come from my church, you're going home with me. That's the water under the heaven that he gathered into one place. Prophetically, that's the rapture. Mm -hmm. 
And then the, the dry land appeared after the Great Tribulation, which is also represented by the men ascend when he will be revealed. Yeah. Isn't that incredible how everything is in the Word of God? With such a detail that it God opens our eyes, you know? Yeah. But look what I said, and it was so. Everything God says is so. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. so it is written, let it be. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Now, what do you say about the dry land gathering? What do you say about the same coming out of the way to relations? Yeah, it's uh, those that suffer for, for, for the Lord, you know, that, uh, you know, were faithful to him to the end. You know, they, they came home. They went home, you know. Uh, well, what do you say to some that may stay behind? For whatever reason. Because, I, I, I mean, I heard saying saying this to me, and I'm just going to say it because uh, they say the Lord has said this to them, that some of them have been chosen, that the Lord has spoken to them, have been chosen to stay behind and witness and preach to other people. Mm -hmm. And Brother Ben and I have been sitting with family, a family one time who told us this, and I remember Brother Ben, well, I want to go home, Brother Ben said. I said the same thing, I want to go home. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say that, but these, these sister and brother told us that the Lord has chosen them to stay behind mm -hmm. in the Great Tribulation. What are you saying? Yeah, well, first of all, there's the 144, which, you know, God has already selected those, uh, the 144,000. And, uh, you know, and I, which 144, those 144,000, you know. They still need to be holy and righteous. They, yeah. You know, they, you know, they're always going to protect them and all. And, uh, but yeah, I believe, yeah, there's, there's people that the Lord is going to have, uh, to stay, uh, um, but yeah, he's definitely going to protect them, you know, he has a plan for them, and, and, uh, he knows why, you know, he knows they can, some might be, even be angels, you know, um, and they probably don't even know it yet, you know, some do, others, but yeah, it's, the Lord knows, you know, like you said, you're going to be one of those that are, you know, you're going to be in that wedding, and you're going to, yeah, Lord's going to have you, you know, minister, come down and help out, and all ministry, that. yeah, Yes. It's going to be better, though, because you're going to be in a glorified body, and, and you're going to be, you know, the Lord's going to, he's calling you in, mm -hmm. so he's going to provide everything, mm -hmm. you know. But, um, At one time, I came down, I remember, and I saw a woman, a sister in Christ, I believe I knew her from the Lord's hour when I saw her, that she was doing ministry. She was very powerful in the evangelizing. Okay. So... I saw her and I wonder how was she able to. But again, what did the Lord say? With God, as He said to me, everything is possible. Yeah. So we we ourselves are the one thinking limited. But anyone who trusts in the Lord, like Father says to me, of those staying behind, if they trust in Him. And ask him to protect them. He will protect them from the enemy. Mm -hmm. So that, that, now we're talking about a supernatural protection from God over their lives. Yeah. For them not to be in touch by the evil one. That's, you know, God can do that. God yeah. can do that. And it's it beyond the church, a lot, most of the church believe. Mm -hmm. Because people will wonder, how can that be? 
Like I saw this woman moving the power of God in the Great Tribulation, and she having having no problem reaching out to people and going here and going there. Yeah. And she had the protection of God. But again, we know that with God, all things are possible. Yeah. So we set limitation. We we sometimes think what what's possible and what is not, but we don't even know much. Yeah. You know. He gives, he gives the strength, and you know, I got woman there. You know, it, the Lord was 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 is gonna be with her. You know, the Lord's gonna give her, give her what she needs. You know, it's uh, he, you know, everything the Lord's gonna, he's, he, he's our strength. You know, he, he, he knows how to de deliver those that are his, and and uh, those that's gonna, those that are gonna stay behind. It's, you know, uh, the Lord has a plan. You know, he's, it's not like you think. You know, it's not just all destruction. Yeah, it's gonna, but those that are his are gonna be, you know, protected. You know, and he knows how to, you know, he's going to keep him. And well, we read that, that the Lord is, when Moses, God told Moses to speak to the water, but mm -hmm. to use the, the, the rod. The rod, yeah. To touch the water, right? Well, the, the Moses, the power that he was looking for had always been in his hand through all 40 years. Yeah, the mighty was. power of God was in Moses' hands through the rod. Mm -hmm. Because remember when he said, throw the rod into the floor and then turn into a snake, and Moses was afraid. And God said, grab it by the tail. And when he grabbed the rod by the tail, the serpent, the snake, it turned into a rod again. And that's all the power he needed over the serpent that was in the rod to overcome the evil one. He touched the water and the water opened. But we were reading that the water was, was the, the sea opened up and it was on, it was open up all night long. The wind had to dried the floor of the sea all night long. Mm -hmm. It was not a moment that the sea opened. You got to read your Bible because the Hollywood movie show you that happens like in five minutes or ten. No, the Bible says all night long. All night. And that's why I compare the Bible to anything anyone says because the Bible says it's true. Yeah. True word of God. You know, and it uses the word all night. My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So every time you read, you watch a movie, you know, hallelujah. And let me see. Here's the part, like an example, like the locust here. And Moses stretched out for his rod over the land of Egypt. And the Lord brought each wind up on the land all, all that day and all night. See, you think it happened and that was it? No. And then when it was morning, the east wind brought the locusts. You know? So you, you hear about all nine things happening from God. The other one is in Exodus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When he opened the... the, the hallelujah. The sea. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. What an awesome God we serve. Thank you, Lord. It's, it says in Stool Day 9, and next day, God, this is when the quail, it was all night long, too. Hallelujah. Is it here, there? Uh, 1421, the next one up. Okay. Moses says, fold out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong wind with all 
When all that night made the sea dry the land and water was divided. Okay, so this happened all night long. This was not a moment like Hollywood makes us believe. No, this was an event that happened all night. All that night. It's a lot of people too. It's millions. (laughs) Five million people more. And all that, yeah, it it, it would probably take all night long to cross it, you know. So that made sense. God had all his math figured out. Thank you, Lord. So, you know, it happened all night long, but that's not the way they show it in the movie. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when people say something about a movie, I immediately think about what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. The Bible goes according to the Bible. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people stand on what the movie says, mm-hmm. but not necessarily on what the Bible says. Right. And so you have mm-hmm. to kind of go into the Word, see what the Word says, and then whatever movie they make, if it's not according to the Word, be careful. Because mm-hmm. you can be deceived. And the Bible says, be not deceived. Yeah. So it's very important that, according to that, how the Bible, how, what the Bible says. Yeah, because they, God is never yeah. wrong. God yeah. is never wrong. You know, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. And and look look at this. It's in Exodus fourteen twenty, and they came between the camp of the Egyptians, and the camp of Israel was what a cloud in darkness to them, but it gave light by nine to thee. These so that one came near the other, all nine. So all nine also, they had the light of the Lord, the, the fire, mm-hmm. was giving them light, all nine. That, that you don't see neither. By nine, but how many hours? So the fire got acted among the children of Israel like, like a light. Light, yeah. It was a light all nine, as long as it was nine. If it was still dark by five o'clock, let's say six o'clock, that light was still there. And I believe it only did not work by the day. By the day. But now, expert in, in, in wilderness and desert say that in order for you to cross a desert day or nine, you need fire. Because the, the snake, the scorpions, can kill you. Mm. And what they were crossing was very dangerous. They needed light. Huh? They needed the light. They needed the fire. The fire, yeah. The fire was make, is what made the snake and all that run away. Mm. If you didn't use that, and I was watching a video a few days ago about that. Mm. I'm going to show you that video, Brother Tony. Okay. Where you, a lot of snakes, and if you cross it, they'll attack you right away. They'll bite you, and they're poisonous, really poisonous snake. Mm-hmm. And so the fact is that you need fire. That's one thing as an expert of, of crossing wilderness, desert, you need fire in order to cross it and be safe from snake and, you know. Mm-hmm. They mostly attack at night, though, but in the video I was watching, they were attacking by day. Okay. By day. Mm-hmm. So... But God kept them protected. He gave them what they needed. Yeah. They, he gave them exactly what they necessarily needed. Mm-hmm. And the Lord spoke to me about the day. He says, I'll give you what you need and, even, and plus more. Mm-hmm. So yeah. God, mm-hmm. thank you, Lord, for uh, he knows what we need. Yeah. You know, remember, God gives us what we need at the moment. Right. You're thinking about the other things that you don't really need, but that you just want. Mm-hmm. 
and God does is he gives you what you need at the moment, and then what you want, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you prayer, faith, trusting in the Lord, and all that. Why do some people can are able to conquer by faith something that someone else is having a trouble conquering? And it's faith. Faith, yeah. Faith is the key. If you don't believe that God can provide it to you, if you're doubting, then you have the problem of conquering these things. Mm-hmm. But when you come with the bold, what was the word, boldness of faith? We were talking about. Yeah, boldness of faith. Yeah, it's it's when the Lord says, you know, come boldly, come boldly before the throne of grace. That's faith. You know, is that is coming before Him with faith. You know, because if you come into Him with doubt, you're not, we're not pleasing Him. It's just simple as that. That's how the Bible describes it. And and uh, boldness of faith is, is you're going to believe even when you don't know, like Abraham. You know, when, when God called him and, and said, uh, you know, come out of your land. And, and it says you know, Abraham didn't know where he was going. He was just, just he just believed and, and obeyed God. You know, that that's the attitude. That's what God wants from us. You know. Well, you talked about great faith. Yeah. And you know what came to mind when you said great faith? Enoch, mm-hmm. because Enoch has such a great faith that he walked with God, yeah. that he disappeared. <laughs> yeah, that, that he had great faith. Yeah, he had great and faith. so the other person that comes to mind is Elijah. Elijah, yeah. Elijah walked in such a faith for God that yeah. a card of fire was sent yeah. for Elijah to come home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great faith right there. And also Elisha, you know, after him, you mm-hmm. know, he had great faith, but yeah, and and because uh, to do all, all that he did, you know, he you can he had a lot great faith, great faith too. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So Enoch, Moses, even David, we were talking mm-hmm. about David was wounded in his feet and hand. Mm-hmm. And when when was David wounded? Well, we know that the king Saul tried to kill David several times. Remember at the time they were in the house and, and King Saul threw, what was it, an arrow at him? Yeah, yeah. like a javelin, huh? one of those. Yeah. He tried to injure him right there in front of everybody, you know? And you think about, you say, well, David did not got injured. No, he said he did. David said he did. Yeah. And you know how we know also that David truly got injured in his hand and feet? Because in order for Jesus to justify David, he needed he needed to be wounded in his hand and feet at the cross to be able to justify David. Jeremiah and Joel were wounded deeply in their body. Mostly Jeremiah. He was beaten severely. His his back was torn. Because of the beaten, the being beaten, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus' back was also torn, beaten in order to justify Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Joel was sick like a dog, okay? And there is a verse in the Bible where, where Jesus is told to cure himself. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh uh, it was uh thank you yeah. medical the medical I'm trying to think what they call him because they they were mocking him but you know there there is a a, a 
Well, Isaiah talks about how he, he hallelujah. And Isaiah 53, let me go to Isaiah 53, because Isaiah described Jesus, okay? He should grow before him like a tender plant as a root out of the dry ground. He had no form or callingness. When he should see him, there will be no beauty that we should desire him, despise him, reject him, men of sorrow. Men of sorrow with Joel, acquainted with grief with Joel. We hid our faith from him, shame of being a Christian. Hid our faith from him, shame of being a Christian. He was despised. Why was he despised? You know, we see him not. He was taken for granted. Thing not taken for granted. Okay. Excuse me. Surely he had borne our grief. He carried our sorrow. We see him not stricken. He's stricken like Jeremiah, smitten of God, and afflicted. You know. So, uh, who was stricken of God? Smitten of God, yeah. Who was smitten of God? See, God had a, had a, you know, just like the Lamb, you know, the Lamb of God. He's, mm-hmm. you know, it had to be a perfect, you know, perfect Lamb and without sin of spot, you know, you know, uh, just like the Bible says, you know, without sin, never sinned, and um, so Father had to put all that in Him in order for us to. To make it in, you know, in order for us to to make it to the holy of holies, you know, to to where Father is, and He had to. The only one that could do it was His Son. There was no one else in in creation that could do it, you know, and and He had to. That was a big way, you know. And He's right in Gethsemane, you know. He He knew what was coming, and the Bible says, you know, He got He was tr- He was troubled, you know. The Bible says, and and, and it, to the point where His tears were. With blood, the Bible says, you know, that's, he was in deep pain because he knew what was coming, you know, and so that's what, you know, that's when it says there he was, you know, he was afflicted. And look at this, Deuteronomy 28, 25. The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thy enemy. Okay? Thou shall go out, out one way against them and flee seven way before them and shall remove unto all the kingdom of the earth. Well, this the Lord has to carry also. Whatever happened to Israel also had to happen to Jesus because in order for him to justify them mm-hmm. through Christ. Because we're all justified through him. Yeah. So whatever happens to any of us, including the prophet, his servants, has to happen to Jesus. Smitten of God and afflicted. Who they got afflict, uh, 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 smitten his own people. When they were disobedient, who they got afflicted, his own servant. Mm-hmm. So it, it became on Jesus in order to justify all of us. Yeah. He was wounded. Let's talk about wounding now. Joe was wounded. Okay? So we talk about being wounded. Many were wounded in the Bible. Yeah. My brother and sister. So, again, anyone who was wounded for the kingdom for God, Jesus had to take it upon himself. Okay? 
Even if they say God wounded them, I mean, God allowed it, or the enemy wounded them. Who did the enemy wounded in the Old Testament? David was wounded. In Psalm 22, when he says that his feet were wounded in his hand. His feet and hand, David said they were wounded. So, you know, people are prophetically pointing out to Jesus. Well, David said he was wounded. So Jesus carried it on the cross. Yeah. This, wow. Incredible. See? So, uh, 24, 12 of Job, my groan from out of the city, the soul of the wounded cry out, Go lay, God layeth not fully to them. And then Psalm 1838, have wounded them that they were not able to arise. They have fallen under my feet. That's the Lord of the people. Uh, Psalm 64, 7, but God shall shoot out them with arrow. Surely shall they be wounded. <laughs> who, who was he talking about? But the saying that they will be wounded by God. Okay. And then David said his heart was wounded. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. so wounding, wounded, uh, the many, many, and then it still go forward beyond Isaiah because, you know, it's it, 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 everybody's covered under the cross. The cross, everybody goes under the cross. Okay? Paul, and that's what I wanted to get to, was wounded. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Many times. And he said that on his back he carried the mark mm-hmm. when he was wounded. Okay? He went through great affliction, yeah. Very suffering. Yeah. And he scarred, was it the scar he used? When he said he was... Uh, the, uh, Paul, Paul. Yeah. Okay, so Paul was wounded. For our transgression, yeah. he was bruised. He is, he is another word. Which bruised, bruised and wounded, which I think Paul said he was bruised, okay, that we can relate it to. Because Jesus carried that for everyone, okay? You know, that, thank you, Lord. So in order for him to give livery to the, to the then that are bruised, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he had anointed me to preach the gospel unto the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken harder. Who was broken harder? David. He said he was wounding his heart. To preach deliverance to the captive, who were captive? People in sin. Yeah, sin yeah. Recovering the sight of the blind, many were sick. Liberate to them that are bruised. Yeah. You know? Now, can people and be bruised and be captive? Bible said liberate to the bruised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that some people are bruised can be the enemy then, to be demonic. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's a livery to the bruise. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. So he carried that. So that's demonic liberation. Demonic liberation. People being delivered from demonic attacks and much more. Yeah. Okay? So the bruise, livery to the bruise. Okay? 
So he was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, isn't this what, what Paul said he had? By his stripes, yeah. Over his body. He, he has struck, was it stripe he said he used the word? How to think of the word that Paul says. Yeah, and stripes. Okay, he's, yeah, he, he was in stripe. Go ahead, read it, brother Tony. Yeah, Second Corinthians 6, 5. In stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings. Uh, you know, stripes, uh, you know, imprisonment, prison, you know. Well, read all these verses here that are related to them. Because they all, they all go hand in hand. Yeah. And uh, Second Corinthians 11, 23. Are they ministers of Christ? I, uh, uh, I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors, more abundant. In stripes, beyond measure. In prisons, more frequent. In death, often. Second Corinthians 11, 24 says... From the Jews, five times I received forty stripes, less less one, and uh, and yeah, and that confirms what you know. Where we're at, First Peter two twenty four, who his own self bore our sins in his own and in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. So it was all upon Jesus. Yeah. In order to save us. In order to to get us, okay, it's incredible. Hallelujah. In Acts sixteen twenty three, and when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safe. The disciple, you know. Hallelujah. And the servant who knew his Lord will prepare not himself, neither did according to his will, shall bear many stripes. Okay? But Isaiah confirmed what Jesus went on the cross for each and one of us. This is why each and one of us has to respond to his calling. Yeah. Because not only did he went through all this for us on the cross, but through him we were made. Yeah. Without him, nothing was made that was in heaven and earth. And we are in our, we were conceiving our mother's womb by by God through Christ. Yeah. Without him, we will not be here. So we have to respond to him and say, Lord, here I am. Now my will be done, but thy will be done, Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's difficult to say because I said to him, we're broken harder this week. But he, he, he was pleased that I say it because that's what he wanted to hear from me. My son, the my will be done. Not yours, mine. And if we want to see good days, the Bible said, hold our tongue from speaking lie, you know. In other words, we have dedicated our life to God. Let his will be done, not ours. Let's keep ourselves for him. That, you know, we may be found worthy to escape. Because only he can make us worthy through his blood cleansing us every day. He says to me that the way is to keep ourselves in repentance. Mm -hmm. Keep yourselves in repenting that you may be found worthy to escape. That we will stay in the ark and, and, and be able to, to be ready when he comes. Yeah. Because to him it's about us being ready. 
we cannot be ready on our own. He made sure he told me that, that we need him to help us. And the only way we're going to help us is we stay in repenting, seeking his help. He says, seeking his help. Because he's the only one that can bring us through. Because mm-hmm. I, when I was thinking, I was standing right beside the gates of the ark, the doors. And I was thinking on my own there. For he, like, he left me for a few minutes there, I think, for a second minute. And I was thinking, who can make it through, through those gates? They are very, very close. The gate was practically touching each other mm-hmm. from the way I was seeing it. And that's when he says, Remember, he says, that with God, all things are possible. And show me what a sister in Christ. She began to repent. She was outside the gate. And he brought her through with his power inside the ark. But he made her thin as a paper. It's a sheet of a paper. But he he brought her in, and then she was there in peace. And it's a dear sister in Christ that I know. You know, you know uh, what you said uh, confirmed what I received before, before you told me, and it was that I, I barely made it. It just I received this before you told me. So when when you told me, I was in tears because it was a confirmation. And it was that what, what happened with me was that I was one of those. I am one of those that he barely made it. You know, I was, I was. Uh, you know, I was I was heading for the for that great tribulation, but uh, I'm one of those, and I I know there's many of those listening right now that they're one of those too that barely, and it's because we've cried out to him. We, uh, me, I've cried out to him. You know, I've I've fallen so many times, and uh, and I uh, I've cried out to him literally in tears. I've been, you name it, you know, um, but yeah, barely. You know, that's that's what I got before you told me. It was days before, you know, and, uh, um, yeah, I'm one of those barely, but now I, I can, um, that, you know, it's, we have to push on, you know, and, and it's the thing is now that we cannot look back. We cannot look back and, and uh, the, us that are here now gathered is because he is he is bringing bringing us in. We cannot do this on our own. There is no way. You know, John fifteen one fifteen five says, without him, there's nothing we can do. We can't. You know, I have to cry out to him all the time because I sin all the time. You know, and within one way or another, even when we we don't think we do, we do. And you know, and and we have to cry out to him for help all the time. Mm-hmm. And repentance is the key. That's what I. That's what I've gotten to. It's repentance is, is he wants sincere repentance from the heart, you know. He brought me this verse. It was, it's in Proverbs, and it's, uh, um, he that hides his sin shall not prosper, but the ones that depart from them, you know, will find mercy. And, uh, and he wants sincere repentance, and, uh, and every day, you know, every day, you know, repenting of our sins and, and, and staying away from, from what contaminates us, it's just sin, and it, sin comes in different ways and so many different ways. But we have to repent and and seek Him with all our hearts, because that that's our hearts is us, you know. And we have to 
Yeah, we have to repent from our hearts, and because that's what he sees. You know, he sees, he knows us more than we know ourselves. You know? Yes. We think we know, we 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 don't. He he knows us, you know, completely. You know, he sees he sees the whole picture, and you know, he he knows us completely, and we cannot hide anything from him. And Amen. And uh, yeah. thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. So we're sharing tonight what the Lord is merciful, Lord is doing in our own life. And how merciful he's being with us. And he wants our brothers and sisters, also all of us, to be on the same page with him in repentance. You know, I, I had often wondered why, why, don't, why there's not 10 million people listening or 100 million listening to the Lord Jawa. And he said that he had chosen me in this program for, for, for these that he wants to bring homes. These children that he wanted to bring home, his bride. And when he showed me and explained it to me at one time, then I understood it, okay? I understood it. I understood that it, it, it's a few. Because he says in his words that many are called, okay? Many, many, many are called. And let me get the... the Uh, verse, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Matthew twenty sixteen. So the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. For many are called, but few are chosen. You know, think about the few. In reality, the few is the 1%. The few is the one. Because he lived the 99 and he goes for the one. That's 1% of 100. Out of this world, 1% is the one that, that will be safe. You know? He had chosen everyone. He had called everyone, I'm sorry. But only chosen the 1%. Because he leaves the 99 goes for the one. He did it in the times of Noah, only 1% got saved. He did it in the times of Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah, only one family got saved, which means 1%. My brother, isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? 1%. Then Matthew 22, 14, for many are called, but few are chosen. He went straight to the, to the, to the calling here. How many are called? Many are. How many are chosen? Few. Few are chosen. Many is the 100%. Few is the 1%. And that's what we are, my brother and sister. And that's what I see in the yard, 1% of the people. An example of this nation, 1% I saw in the yard. Could have, could have been more people there, yes. Should have been. You see, I didn't see the ark enlarging itself, but I saw hell enlarging itself. Think about that one. I didn't see the ark enlarging itself, but I saw hell enlarging itself for the millions and billions that are coming down. It's sad to say it, but that's the fact. That is the truth. That cannot be denied. The Bible says that hell enlarges itself. You know? 
But the ark of Noah did not enlarge itself. It remained the same size. Our God gave Noah the measurement. He caught the word to the measurement, and that was it. Because God knew that only the animal and 1% will be saved. Those are the few. I just heard the Lord say, yes, thank you, Lord. Oh, man. He said yes to me so clear. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God knows everything. What do we know? Hallelujah. Isaiah 58, all. They should be, they shall be, they shall, shall be built all waste places. Thou shall raise our foundations of many generations. Thou shall be called repairers of breach, breach and restores a path to dwell in. That's the, that's the work of the church on earth. You know, you should be feel, you should be feeling blessing. You should be feeling blessed of the Lord that God has chosen you. Yeah. And a lot of people don't feel that way. And I wonder, because I feel blessed when I think about the calling of the Lord on my life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why so many people or so few people, few under the, under the amount of few, feel blessed that the Lord has chosen them. You know, because they they don't they they think that they don't want to feel better than anybody else, and it's not that. You should be humble that the Lord has chosen you. You should be rejoicing. There's many times where Jesus says in the word to rejoice. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of times. And so, why don't people rejoice? Why don't people thank God for being chosen, elected? You know. Yeah, you don't want people to sound trumpet before you, you're chosen, but yeah. rejoice yeah. in the Lord. And I said again, rejoice, says Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. rejoice. Rejoice. Because yeah. you are chosen. You are the few chosen. Don't, don't feel less than or more than, but be thankful to the Lord for it. Don't be ashamed that you are chosen. Be thankful. Because it's by love, it's by grace. Thank you, Lord. He's so good. He's so awesome. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. We all like sheep are gone straight. We have turned to everyone to his own way. And, you know, when when we go do our own things that we like to do, that we know that are not of God, that are not pleasing to God, what are you doing? You're going your own way. You're not going the Lord's way. You're going your own way. You know, when you're sinning, you're going your own way. Yeah. That's a fact. We all like see how God said, we have turned everyone his own way. People used to tell people when they were back, are you going, are you going straight? You know? Yeah. And the, but, and the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. So if you feel tonight that you're going your own way, Turn to the Lord and repent. Because, see, the Lord is on the right in front of you. If you're going your own way, you're going to the left. Worthly, worldly things. And that's what the Lord was showing, a few coming in and out of the ark. And a specific person, but there were other people doing the same. In and out of the ark. After Jesus, they will cry out to Jesus, and he's so faithful 
that he will bring them back into the ark. But then when they thought about this worldly desire that they would like to do or have, they will come back and he will, they will get themselves out of the ark. Mm-hmm. After being inside in peace, they will come back and, do, and getting out of the ark. We need to stop that. Mm-hmm. And we need to stay in repenting, stay in the ark. It's what God wants us to do. Lord, say yes. I heard the Lord saying yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stay in the ark. Let's stop getting out of the ark. Because let me tell you, one word the Lord has given us has told me and other people that the rapture is going to happen sooner than what we think. And I asked my brother Tony and my brother Ben, what does that mean to you? Because I would like to get a better understanding. When the Lord says that the rapture would happen sooner than what we think, what does that mean to you, brother Tony? And we're almost done. Yeah, yeah, it's sooner than what we're expecting. Uh, you know, some of us are expecting it, you know. Some of us are expecting it, uh, you know, to be too late, others too early, you know, but it's going to caught everyone by surprise, even, even us, you know, you know, um, especially us, you know, that are waiting for him, even us, it's going to caught us by surprise, you know, it's, uh, because we're thinking, we're thinking, well, it's going to be a year from now, or, or, or some of us are thinking months, years, and, but it, out of nowhere, he, you know, boom, he, you know, he appears right when we, when we think he's not, you know, and, uh, so, yeah, that's, um, that he, he's making us think about, you know, and learn from that, that it's going to happen. It's telling us to be spiritually ready. That's what I can understand. It's, we have, first, we have to be spiritually ready, you know, we have to be ready right with him. We need to repent yeah. of that lukewarm life added to spirit, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We need to say, Lord, I'm sorry for my lukewarm attitude. Mm-hmm. Walking in my way, Lord, I'm so sorry, Jesus. Please forgive me. Set a fear of that lukewarm. If it's a curse for my mother, my father's side, their generation line, their ancestral line, line, Lord, from first, second, third, fourth generation, I repent back to Adam and Set a free, Lord Jesus, from that black backsliding spirit, Lord, backsliding curse in Jesus' name. I repent and I confess in Jesus' name. Ask the Lord to set you free from that backsliding mentality, backsliding teaching, backsliding life, whatever it is that you that makes you backslide, that makes you have that mentality that it's okay to go back to sinning, doing this, doing that, doing, doing the things not pleasing to the Lord. That's a backsliding mentality. We need to ask the Lord to set us free from that backsliding mentality. That we're in the ark, we need to stay in firm, stay in there to be able to pray, be warrior for the Lord. Say, Lord, I want to be a warrior for you. Say it with me. Stay with me, please, tonight. Lord, I want to be a warrior for you, Lord. I want you to use me to intercede for other people, Lord. Help all of my brothers and sisters that are, Lord, having a difficult time staying in the ark, Lord. We pray tonight, my brother Tony and I, in Jesus' name, Lord, hallelujah, that you will help them, Lord, to stay in the ark, Lord, 
that you will break that generational curse of backsliding mentality, Lord. Loving the world more than you, Lord. Loving the things of this world more than you, more than your gospel. More than being in the ark in your presence, Jesus. Break that generational curse from their father and their mother's side and their generational life from first, second, third, fourth, fourth generation back to Adam and Eve. In Jesus' name, break that, Lord, tonight. In Jesus' name, help us to be warriors for you, Jesus. Warriors of blessing. My warrior, he says, will intercede for them. We'll pray. We'll be praying. Hallelujah. We'll be interceding. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that our prayer will go with lightning and power before the throne of God in Jesus' name through the cross. Through the cross, we proclaim the victory over all the evil one in Jesus' name. Yeshua name, Jehoshua name. We pray, oh Lord, oh God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the program tonight. Thank you for my brother Tony, Lord, and the revelation of your word that you have given us tonight for our life, Lord, for our spiritual life's sake, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for speaking to us so clear tonight, for ministering, Lord, to our life so clear tonight. We thank you, Lord, for every word, Lord, that have proceeded, Lord, from your throne for our life, Lord. For our spiritual life, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, mighty God. You are awesome. You are good. Thank you for being good for us and not giving up on us, Lord, in our misbehaving, Lord. Thank you for not giving up on us, Lord. Hallelujah. In our sins and our trespasses, you were merciful to us. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We really thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy that endure forever, the Lord God. Thank you. Thank you. Bless everyone listening. Help the backsliding. No more backsliding, Lord. Break the curse in Jesus' name. Help us to be on fire, that our lamb will be burning for you, Lord, with enough oil until your coming, until the moment of the rapture, departure, cut up in the air that is about to happen. That that any day now, Lord, this will finish. The door is almost closed. Stand our page before it's closed, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Yeshua. We thank you, God, for your love and mercy. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, uh, the, the, the revelation was that uh, uh, almost at 2 o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning, the Lord came with some angel to my room after my prayer time to take me to heaven, and, and they released a lot, a lot of oil over me. And, and, and uh, praise Jesus, hallelujah. The Lord took me, uh, hallelujah, had two of his angels take me to the third heaven. But the Father is, shalom de Atayana. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And as I was taken to heaven, I opened up my eyes, hallelujah. And I, and I, I looked, right in front of me was the New Jerusalem. The New Jerusalem, brothers and sisters. That, that was so beautiful to see, hallelujah. Just like it says in Revelation 21, hallelujah, just in case you, you know, you wonder where it is, Revelation 21, I believe in 22, talks about it. And John says in Revelation 21, 1, and I saw the new heaven and the new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth have passed away, and there was no more sea. And then John says on verse 2, and I, and I John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepare as a bride, adorn. For her husband. Hallelujah. 
And so let me let me tell you what I saw. And so as soon as I was there, I saw in the midst of, of the New Jerusalem, like in one of the in the hill or mountain, this big this big lion, big big lion, hallelujah, and, and he roared so strong, hallelujah. I believe it was heard all around heaven, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, the the, the lion of Judah. Hallelujah. The Lion of Judah, which I don't know where it is in the Bible, but I can look it up. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And it was so awesome to, to see Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To see him. Hallelujah. And so Revelation uh, um, Revelation 5, 5, and then one of the others said unto me, We now behold the Lion of Judah, of the tribe of Judah, the ruler of David, have prevailed to open the book and to lose the seventh seal thereof. Hallelujah. It's a Revelation 5, 5, which I'm going to go ahead and post it on the, on the chat room. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is the Lion of Judah. Hallelujah. And so, I saw the Lion of Judah. What a, what a powerful lion. Hallelujah. What a big lion. Hallelujah. I said it must be four times bigger than the lions we have over here on earth. Hallelujah. He was so, he looked so powerful, so strong. Hallelujah. Mighty God he is. Mighty God he is, hallelujah. And so I rejoiced for seeing the Lord. He, his eyes were straight looking at me, hallelujah. And so the glory of God is, is over the city, hallelujah. And so once I was taken there, the angel on my left left me, and the angel on my right who brought me up there, hallelujah, and just put me down, hallelujah. And I was looking at all this, and the roar of the lion, Jesus roar, the lion of Judah roar, and looking to my... To my, to my right, I'm looking at the door of the city, just as John described it in Revelation uh, chapter 21. And I'm looking, I'm looking to my, my right, to my left, and I'm looking the city is square, and I'm looking at the door, they're always open. That amazed me, hallelujah. Those doors are always open, just like John saw, just as it is described, hallelujah, in Revelation 21, hallelujah. That, and that, that was so awesome to see. Hallelujah. So awesome to see. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. That place is so holy. But I noticed that the whole city is like one precious stone. Okay? The street of the city is, is, is gold, transparent gold. Completely transparent. You know it's gold, but at the same time it's transparent. Hallelujah. You can, it's like you can see through the gold. That's how beautiful that gold is. And it shines with the glory of the Father on it. Because, of course, the Father made the city for his children, for his people, and, and, and for the people of Israel, hallelujah. And so that, that's, that's a powerful thing to know, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. That is so powerful to know that, that the Father made, made that, 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 that city for his people. He wants his people to rejoice, and it has his glory, hallelujah. But everything in the city shines, too. Everything in the city shines with the glory of God, and it's because it's also made, it made, it's like made perfect. Like every, everything there is like made of stone. Even the houses and the other mansions in that city looks beautiful. Hallelujah. They, they shine. They, they look so beautiful. I was looking at the mansion, you know, and I know the Lord has shown me mansion for, for, the, for, the, uh, uh, for eternity. For eternity, when he showed me his eternity, hallelujah. And also, this city will be on, 
back here on earth again, on the new earth, and eternity too, hallelujah. But eternity is a separate planet, just in case anyone wanted to know, hallelujah. Well, Jesus did not speak to me, but he was, he was standing there looking at me. The Father was speaking to me. So if the Father was speaking to me, that's the Lord too, because God is one. Amen. So I take that it was one. But Jesus did not speak to me. He was just looking at me. Hallelujah. With those uh, 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 piercing eyes, the lion eyes. You know, and I, I like to watch a lot of lions uh, um, on TV. Hallelujah. I like to watch them a lot. I, I admire lions a lot. And so seeing Jesus as a lion, that, that tells me a lot. Gives me a lot. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so again, the lion is the king of the jungle, you know, and he, he, he's the giant, the lion is the boss. Hallelujah. And so I love that. I truly love that, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And so he, he was really looking at me. Hallelujah. And, and this time, the week before, the Holy Spirit and the throne was looking at me with those eye piercing right through me. It was like he was looking through me, the Holy Spirit. And I'm still meditating. Why was the Holy Spirit kept his eyes on me? Okay, why did he, he just keep his eyes so firm? And this time he didn't even smile. Because I seen the Holy Spirit before he smiled on me. And he had such a beautiful smile, the Holy Spirit. But this time he was just looking at me. Hallelujah. Uh, the Holy Spirit, he, he looks like a, like a, he looks like a person, like the Lord. Okay, but he's not, he's a spirit. Hallelujah. It's a, it's a being. It's a spirit, yes. It's, it's a being, Hallelujah. And, and, but he 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 has his unique his unique different, okay, from the Father and the Son. See, uh, God is one, but the Father looks different from the Lord and the Holy Spirit, and the Lord looks different from the Father and the Holy Spirit. They got that's why when you read up in the Bible about there's three that give testimony in heaven: the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Testimony. The word testimony. Well, so when you seek out, what's your testimony? What testimony do you give? Hallelujah. Well, your testimony is of God, but you also got your own testimony, whether you are, if you are a serious person or, or, or what, are, what are you about? Hallelujah. Well, you know, what do you represent? Your own testimony. And everyone has a different testimony. The Holy Spirit has his own testimony of himself. Hallelujah. But I, 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 you know, this time he was just looking at me, the Holy Spirit. And I seen him before in, in his form of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Uh, the Holy Spirit has spoken to me before, but not this time in the throne when I see him. And so the Lord also has spoken to me many, many times, different times, but not, not this time. This time it was the Father. Hallelujah. Until the Father was speaking to me, and he said, Father, he started talking to me, so I had to pay attention to the Father. Although the Lord was looking at me, and I could see all the spirits and, and angels, different, this is another thing, there's different types of angels. And the Father wanted me to see this this time. There are different types of angel in heaven, which there are also different types of spirit. Hallelujah. When you read the Bible, pay, pay close attention to those details in the Word. Okay, because the Bible tells you creatures. Okay, but that also means a lot. Don't take that for granted and think so. Oh, well, creature means human. Uh, 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 look it up again, buddy. 
Hallelujah. Uh, God bless you there, Sister Wolinski. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Thank you for that, Sister Wolinski. Yes. Enoch had his own testimony. Hallelujah. And so everyone has their own testimony before God. Hallelujah. Everyone has their own testimony. And so the Father was speaking to me, so I, I kept my eyes on the Father, which he was up in the cloud. Okay, he was speaking to me from the cloud up in heaven, but it was like I could see his image. I seen the image of the Father before. I seen the Father. So, you know, his face was looking at me, so I had to keep my eyes on the Father because he was talking to me. Hallelujah. And then, you know, when the Father speaks, you've you got to listen to him anyway. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the Father was telling me, uh, I understand. Remember what I say, that, that I was complaining to the Lord. Lord, you know, I, we just want you to come, Lord. You know, it's, it's so hard over here. We just want to go home, Lord. And so the Father says to me, I understand how you, my people, my children feel. Okay, my little ones. They use the word little ones. I know how you feel. Hallelujah. And, and so for the Father to say that to me, that's mighty. That's mighty. That he knows how we feel. Hallelujah. That's mighty coming from the Father. He knows how we feel, that we just want to go home. He knows. The Father knows that we just want to go home. We don't want to be here a day more. Amen. But everything is, is, is in the word of God. You see, he, and again, like I said to people yesterday, look. The Father knows the day and the hour. And the Father, let me tell you, he did not use the word soon. If the Father were to say to me, okay, if the Father were to say to me, my son is going for you, or I'm bringing you my people home soon, I would have I would, I would, I would, I would drop back in the, in, in the floor, I think. And you say, why is that, Brother Ali? Because you read in, 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 in um, Revelation 20, 22, Okay, it's Revelation 22, 7 and 12, and believe in 14, where Jesus says, I'm coming soon. He says that 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. So if the Father says, my son is coming soon, I would say, oh, man, another 2,000 years waiting. Hallelujah. But that's not what he says. That's not, that's not the word he used. Okay? Okay, he says, my son, hallelujah, is going... Yeah, soon can be a year. can be years. That's right. Soon can be years. That's, that's what I meant by this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That, you know, so he didn't use the word soon. Okay, he, he didn't use none word. The word. What he says to me, my son is going already to pick up my, my people. Okay, okay, uh, no, no, I, I'm, I'm bringing my people home already. Okay, when, so but in the, word, the word he said it already is in the process of us going home now. Okay? So, that I love, that I love, because it's in the now, and the, the word that our Sister John is using, now. I love that. It's in the process of him taking us home. Because my question was to the Lord, you know, I was still here for years, a month, of what? What? What, you know, what, what are we here for? I, I want to get, I want to have the right information. I want to be able to tell people, hallelujah. That we're going home already. Hallelujah. So when the fire said, he's already bringing us home, that gives me a, a, a confidence that we're truly going home any day now. Hallelujah. But if he would have given me the word soon, then I, I, I'm scratching my head again, because soon can mean 2,000 years more. Hallelujah. But that's not what he said. So when he said it, I got the feeling that it, it, it's in, 
you know, it's in the now. It's in the now process, and I love that. I love that. It's like when people say in the office, ASAP. ASAP, you know, you, you are, right away you understand that means now. In the now, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So I don't think we're going to stay here for a year more. I don't, uh, hallelujah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. And, uh, you know, I'm basing all this, okay, I'm basing all this that the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, took me from here to 2014, going month by month, okay, and showed me that the tribulation started in 2014. This is where I'm basing my knowledge, okay? Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And if I was wrong, the Father would have said to me, my son, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're, you're wrong about your, 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 your understanding. You know, if God, re, if God rebukes me, amen, fine. You know, like I was saying to Jesus, Lord, I'm a full prophet. You know, because I tell the people, you're, you're coming soon, you're coming soon. And the Lord says, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not, he says to me. Hallelujah. I don't have a problem saying that I'm a full prophet. If I am, if I am, I want to say I'm a full prophet. But the Lord says, no, you're not. No, you're not. God says, no, I'm not. Hallelujah. And so all that, it, it, it is so important to me and for the people. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so God says, I'm not a full prophet. You know, and I was there. Man, Lord, just say I'm a full prophet. Lord, so I can go on the radio and tell the people I'm a full prophet. You know, what's the problem saying I'm a full prophet? That means I cannot preach anymore and I got to stay quiet, stay at home. Hallelujah. But the Lord says, no, you're not. No, you're not. And God is just true. Let all men be liars and God be truthful. God is true. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because I don't want to be something that I'm not. But if I, if I am, if, if he tells me I'm speaking his truth, his word, his revelation. He says to me, you are, speak, you are saying what you hear. Hallelujah. What God shows me and, and, and tells me is what I say. And, and I, I try to do it 100%. Hallelujah. I try to do it 100%, not to say anything the Lord has not said to me. I don't want it because I know if I say that, I will be a full prophet. I don't want to say anything he has not said to me. So I, I'm trying to keep it 100%, hallelujah, of what he has told me and what he has shown me. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, because this is for the benefit of God's people, so people can have hope in God and people can go home in the rapture. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. God is truthful. God, God cannot lie. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so the Lord gave me that revelation about the tribulation being so close. I share what the Lord has given me. I know I received this from the Lord. Hallelujah. And if, if it wasn't, the Father would have told me so. The Lord Jesus would have told me so. Hallelujah. See, even, even when he tells me something, I still go back to him, you know, Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But the Lord did told me in heaven, the Lord Jesus in his throne, he says, the devil has no access to you, my son. No access to you. No, none. The devil has no access to you, my son. So he's keeping me protected. Okay, hallelujah. So the devil has no access to me. So I know I'm not getting anything from the devil, in another word, because he's keeping me protected under his protection. Hallelujah. And if I do anything that he don't like, he'll rebuke me right away. He has no problem rebuking me. That's all I tell the people. Hallelujah. 
The Lord sometimes has rebuked me so hard that he has shaken my whole body, me completely. Hallelujah. Because he wants, he wants total obedience. He don't, he don't want no disobedience. Hallelujah. He don't want no disobedience in us. As soon as there's any disobedience, he'll go ahead and rebuke me very hard. Hallelujah. Just to keep me the way he wants me to be. Hallelujah. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My brothers and sisters, hallelujah. That's very important that we understand. Hallelujah. But he does it because he loves me. I know he loves me so much. I love him so much too. Hallelujah. I, I want to please the Lord. You know, I want to please him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to please him. And I want to go to heaven with him. Hallelujah. That's, that's all I want. I want to go to heaven with him. I want to go to eternity with God, with my Father. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And again, again, he has chosen me to do his work. You know, praise God. All glory to him. Now, uh, eternity, I mean, um, the, the new Jerusalem, hallelujah, it has all these, all these things, hallelujah, all these mansions and made differently, all of them. Okay, just in case you were wondering that the mansions are different, they're not the same. So when you when you look at the at the mansion, every mansion is made for every, different people in there. Hallelujah! Yes, the disciple will, will have their own places over there, but so will you. Now, while I was in heaven, I was giving another revelation of the millennium. Hallelujah. I don't know how this happened, but at the same time, you know, he's giving me, he gave me another revelation of the millennium that he wanted me to tell people, which I shared with people yesterday. Uh, the Father has a lot of gifts for the people, okay, in the millennium. Hallelujah. He wants to give it to them and things that they want to have. Those that remain faithful to him, those that really wait on his son for this rapture. He is going to greatly reward them. Okay, that's one thing the Father says to me. Your suffering, everything that you're going through is not in vain. Hallelujah. You're doing it for me. That's the word he used. You are doing this for me, and I will reward you for this. Then he says, look to your left. Look, look to what I have for my people. And when I looked, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. Soon as he says, look, I looked. He has all these gifts, hallelujah, in heaven for, his, for the bride of Christ, for his little children, he says. All this is for my little children, the Father says. Hallelujah, what a joy. He, 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 he is so happy when he talks about his little children. He wants them, he want, like we say, he wants them so bad, but it's not bad. He wants them so good. Hallelujah. He wants them so good up there. He wants his children to be with him in heaven. Hallelujah. He just wants his children to be by him, to be in heaven with him already. He has pressed those words to me. So you, you think you want to go to heaven. The Father has a greater desire than you to have you by his sight. But you also got to understand that his word cannot pass away. Heaven and earth will pass, but not his word. So whatever God has spoken about the rapture and everything has to come to pass in God's timing. Hallelujah, because everything is done in timing. Reclicity, hallelujah. 
So the Father wants you up there. He wants you up there. He knows how much you want to be up there, but he also wants you to be up there with him. Okay? And he says, I'm going to reward my people, he says to me. Greatly, hallelujah. I'm going to reward my people greatly. And he showed me all those gifts, and I, I was blown away with everything he has. I don't think I can describe everything I've seen. Hallelujah. That's Revelation 22, uh, I think it's 12. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. His reward, hallelujah, are mighty. It's indescribable what he has for his children. Hallelujah. Why? Because... Here it is. This is what Jesus says. And Jesus said, Jesus spoke everything the Father gave him to speak. So the Father gave him this word, hallelujah. Behold, I come quickly, my reward is with me, to give to every man according to his work should be. Everything you have done for the Lord, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's going to reward you for. Hallelujah. Nothing that you have ever done, no tear that you have, that you have dropped is in vain. He knows what you, how you feel. He knows what you're going through. Hallelujah. He knows the pain you have gone through, the infirmity, the headaches, the migraine. He knows everything that you have gone through down here for, for his name's sake, for his son's sake, and you're going to be rewarded mightily by, by, by Father God. Hallelujah. The Father has a sense of humor. Hallelujah. He, he is so awesome. Wait until you meet your Father. There's no word to describe him, how much he loves us, how much he cares for us, how much he loves his children. You should have heard him speaking about you, about his children, hallelujah. He is long-suffering, hallelujah. He loves his children so much. Everything, all he thinks about his children, all the time, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. All he thinks about his children. He wants to please his children. He wants to, the Father was letting me know that every desire that they have, he's, he's, he's going to start a fight. He's going to give to them. And he knows what each one of us want, too. That's why when he showed me the millennium, he showed me trucks, he told me plane, he showed me car, he showed me, I think it was uh, um, boats. Hallelujah. He showed me so many different things that people want to have. Hallelujah, that you may say, but this has nothing to do with heaven. But this is what people want to have in the millennium. And God is not going to say no to them. You don't understand. When you love, some, when you love someone, you want to see that person with a smile. You want to see that person happy. When you love them, the Father loves you. He wants to see you happy. So if you want to have a boy in the millennium to go out on the sea, he's going to give it to you. He's not going to deny you of that. If Sister Johnny wants to have a plane in the millennium, the Father's going to give him one. Just to see her joy. Hallelujah. Because she's going to be thanking him for this. Hallelujah. So whatever you, you want to have, you want to have a wife, you want to have a family in the millennium, or a husband, your sister, he's going to give it to you. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Because he loves you, he wants to see you happy. And then he, he gave me that revelation, so I will share that with you. <clears throat> Hallelujah. You know, in reality, I could have said, Father, but, you know, I'm here. You, you're showing me the New Jerusalem. Why are you showing me this vision of the Millennium Father? You know, to tell people that you're going to give them trucks, plane, and all that, Father. What does that have to do with, 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 with heaven, Father? Come on, Father. Hallelujah. But no, I know what the Father means. He loves you. I could feel the love when he was speaking to me. 
Hallelujah. I could feel his love. He, he, you know, when, when someone wants something and he knows what they want, and he's just going to, the father's a giver. See, this is one thing about God that people don't understand. God is a giver. Hallelujah. When, when God talks about love, love is something you give. It's not something you take. It's something you give. Hallelujah. That's what a lot of people don't understand about love. Someone can say, I love you. Hallelujah. But, you know, can, can you prove that? So that, that's how the Father does it. The Father tells you, I love you, but the Father also can prove it to you. He's going to give you heaven. He's going to give you everything he has. He already given us his son, a great proof of love to us. He already given us his son, an only begotten son. He already given it to us. He already has given us his Holy Spirit, his own Holy Spirit. He already given it to us. He already given us his own angels who he created to serve him. He already given it to us to serve us. Hallelujah. He already, he already given us his kingdom. His kingdom, hallelujah. The kingdom of God is among you. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, God is a giver. And he's going to give to us, hallelujah, everything he says in his word. Hallelujah. Love, it's, it's just so much, it's just a word. Some people know love by a word. Hallelujah. But love is so much than that, brothers and sisters. So much more than that. And that's what God is. So much more than just a word, love. Hallelujah. Some people say, oh, God is love. And they fill their mouth with that word. But God is much more than love. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. God is ever happening. God is ever loving. His love endures forever. It's always in the, in, in the now, in the doing. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise, that's why when people, the redeemed, when they die and they go to heaven, when people die and they go to heaven, and, and they go to the throne of God, and they, and they come down, they say, he's so much more. What they say is he's so much more. He is so much more than, than, than what the word says. He is so much more. Why? Because that's God. His word endures forever. It's so much more than the hallelujah is God. My brothers and sisters, hallelujah. That's the Father. That's it hard for you and I. Hallelujah. But everyone has to experience God on their own. When you go to heaven and you go to see the Father, oh, my goodness, you're going to get a revelation from the Father, totally different from someone else, but it's, it's, it's in your own because he created you different than everybody else. Hallelujah. So he understands you 100%. He understands me 100%. He understands everyone 100%. Because He created us. That's why He's calling us unto Him. Come unto me, all ye that are labor and tired, and I will give you rest. He's calling us unto Him. Hallelujah. Because He loves us. He loves us. He understands us. He knows us. He's created us. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. The Father, He is so great. He is so awesome. Such an awesome Father. I, you know, one minute with Him, you just want to spend an eternity with Him. And eternity is not enough. That's what I say. And eternity is not enough to be with the Father. 
Hallelujah. He is so awesome. He is so good. He is so wonderful. His love. It's love. It, it's Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You don't want to come out of his presence. You know, his father says to me, my son, enter, enter into the city, he says to me. And I'm looking at him, wow. You can't say no to the father. You know, I can't say, father, I don't think I'm ready to enter the city. No, you have to be obedient. So I said, okay, I enter the city. When I enter the city, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, I started jumping up and down because the joy of the father went through me. And I started jumping up and down with joy and thanking him, thanking him. I could not stop thanking him with the joy of his glory. His glory is so much, so, so much than what we understand, that we can comprehend. I was jumping, just jumping with joy, hallelujah, and praising him. Praise Jesus. Then I, I, I looked up other things over there, of angels and spirits and creations of God. And my goodness, Redeemer, redeems there. And they were, they, one of them we did looked at me with a smile. Hallelujah. Like, now, you understand? Do you not understand now that God is beyond any human understanding? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I could not stop worshiping him. Thank you, him. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. He is so good. The Father is so, so good. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. And, and I just kept on looking. Hallelujah. You know, I try not to be too emotional. I don't know how many of you understand that. Hallelujah. I, 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 want, to, I want to praise God, but I also want to focus on what God wants me to focus on. Hallelujah. I don't want to just go there and just praise Him and forget about anything He's, he's showing me and telling me. No. I want to be focused on what the God wants me to say. Because if I come here and speak in tongues for two hours, how many of you will be edified? Hallelujah. If I come here, hallelujah, and I just open my mouth on this mic and just speak in tongues, boom, 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 hallelujah, in the spirit, some of, some of you, well, well, maybe will get blessed, but then 99 of the people don't get blessed, hallelujah. Pray Jesus, hallelujah. So I, we, I have to, I, you know, I have to go in peace with the understanding that I got to listen to what the Father is telling me. I, I got to look at the Lord. I got to look at everything He's showing me so I can come here and tell you, hallelujah. Pray, because there's a message for you and for me, hallelujah. Pray Jesus, hallelujah. So my emotion better stay down, hallelujah. Pray Jesus so I can stay focused. Hallelujah, I'm the Lord. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Because, yes, you, you, you enter the city and all you want to do is worship. And worship and worship and hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But, you know, I'm looking and I'm okay. The joy is, is unbelievable, but I have to focus also to look around and see, hallelujah, everything. So I can tell people, look, this, this place is beyond our understanding. But one thing I, one things I noticed Hallelujah. One thing I noted was that when the Father spoke to me, everything he said, it just came to be. When the Father said, look at what I have for my people, it just came to be immediately as he spoke the word. Hallelujah. It's like every word the Father speaks is a creator word. So you see how powerful the word of God is. Because he spoke, look what I have for my children, and immediately what he spoke was created right there in front of me. And I'm like, oh, 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 man, where did this thing come from? And I noticed with the, the spoken word of, of Father God, 
the spoken word of Father God just created all those things, and hallelujah, instantly in front of me. And then when the Father says, the Father says then, look what I have for my children, hallelujah. Boom, I'm getting, I'm getting a vision for the millennium, and I'm seeing all these gifts he has for people. And I, you know what, what came to mind, what the Father said, said to me, look what I have for my children. When the, when the Lord showed me this, this, this marvelous, beautiful vehicle he has for me in the millennium, like an SUV, a great SUV, hallelujah, he has for me. That came to mind to me right away. Okay. Hallelujah, because the Father's giving me this car. The Father's the one giving me this SUV. Hallelujah. Which I, I never have to stop to get for gas. I never have to stop for repair. And I never have to stop to, to, so it look new. It will always look new. Okay? It will never need repair. It will never grow old. You never have to change part of it. Okay? And it will always drive great. Hallelujah. Always drive by itself. The car is like a life. Okay? The car, you can let go of the steering wheel. Hallelujah. And it will drive by itself. Hallelujah. Sister Janet wants a bike. I guess the father is going to give her a bike then. Hallelujah. That is so awesome. Hallelujah. So my brothers and sisters, what the father is asking you and I, hallelujah, is to be faithful to him, to be faithful to his son, to seek his son. Seek his son in righteousness and holiness. Hallelujah. Be obedient to his son. Understand that obedience is everything with the father. Hallelujah. Understand that the Father wants you to keep His Word. Hallelujah. And walk in a holiness life. Holy, the word holy means separated. Separated from sin, first of all. Second of all, separated from the world. Separated from everything that is not pleasing unto the Father. Anything that is sin, the Father wants you to be separated. Separated from, from the theater. Separated from the TV movie. Because there's so much adultery and fornication. Evil words on the movie. All these things contaminate your soul and your spirit. What is your soul and what is your spirit? Your soul and your spirit is you. This body is only a container of your soul and your spirit. A vessel of your soul and your spirit. Hallelujah. But your soul and your spirit, hallelujah, if you are safe and you are walking in obedience, your soul and your spirit are sitting in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. The Bible says, in heaven. I've seen this in the spirit. At one time I was taken to heaven. And everyone that is going home in the rapture with Jesus were in heaven standing in a line. Hallelujah. Standing in a line, the soul was standing in a line up in heaven. And in the beginning, I was like, what is this? And then the Lord, hallelujah, give me the wisdom and the understanding according to his word that our soul, our spirit is setting heavenly places with Christ Jesus. You, which is your soul and your spirit, Paul says you are setting, hallelujah, in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. It's you, your soul, and your spirit. And I went by everyone who's going home in the rapture, right from the beginning all the way to the one at the top. Everyone is a different level with Christ in their walk. Okay, people that are, that are very holy, how do I, let, I give you an example, like Sister Chu Thomas, because she's already in heaven, I can talk about her. My Sister Chu Thomas walked in a, a holy way with Jesus, down on earth, okay. I see her in the top of the line, in heaven, when I see everyone's soul, Chu Thomas was on the top of the line, 
very close to the throne of Jesus Christ. That's the top of the line. Hallelujah. And I marvel at this. She looked, her soul looks so holy. She shined. She shined with the glory of Jesus up in heaven. That's how my sister Sue Thomas it, and her walk with God is. Hallelujah. Very close with the Lord. Then other people that I also know, like, like Mary Kay Vaster, like, 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 like uh, Anna Rontree, like, uh, um, praise Jesus, hallelujah, Brother, Brother Richard Sidman, hallelujah, and many other people that are, that are walking in a holy walk with God, hallelujah, they are up, up at the top of the line. And they walk with God. Other people are going back the line, back the line, back the line, back the line. Hallelujah. And it was like everyone I've seen on television, hallelujah, not everyone, I'm sorry. Sorry for saying everyone seen on television. Everyone that is down here serving God in the world, in the world, is out there, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Their soul is out there. But not everyone that is famous is out there. Listen to this now. Because you have to be walking with the Lord and obedient with Him. Your relationship with Him is all with God. Okay, your relationship with God is all to Him. Hallelujah. It's not what we say we are. It's what we prove God that we are, our obedience. We, we get daily, we get daily test, testing. God gives us trials according to His will. Every trial that is given to us is according to the Father's will. This is why don't gossip it in your trials. Okay, don't curse, don't get mad at God, don't say, I'm tired of these trials, I don't want it anymore. Don't say that, because the Father uh, gave Jesus each one of your, of your testing down here in trials. Okay, thank Him for your trials. Thank Him for the tribulation you have to go through. Hallelujah. Because the Father chose them for you. Okay, because if, if you are obedient to the Father in the trials and testing that you, have, that you are going through in your life, hallelujah, praise Jesus, he'll give you more. But every time he gives you more, the more help you get from God, the more revelation you get of God, the, the more spiritual wisdom you get, the more release of God over your life comes as you grow up in God, hallelujah. Some people, hallelujah, the more Jesus, amen. Some people... Uh, they give up on their test with God. Oh, I can't take it. So the test has to be repeated on their life again. Oh, this test again, they say. Oh, I'm tired. Why? The God has to bring this to my life again. No, because you keep on giving up on it. Don't give up. Hallelujah. Anything God wants to give you. Hallelujah. Just say, Lord, give me the wisdom. Give me the understanding, Lord, to overcome, to, 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 to be strong in this trial, Lord. Give me your wisdom. Give me your understanding. Help me, Lord, to, keep, to, to, to stay close with you and be faithful to you in this trial. And learn from it, Lord. I want to learn from this, Lord Jesus. Please teach me, Lord. Be teachable. Be teachable. Hallelujah. If you think you're full, empty yourself. If you think you are full, empty yourself. Be teachable. Hallelujah. Be teachable with the Lord. Because if he wants to teach you something, say, Lord, hum when you humble yourself, you empty yourself. Well, repeat it again. When you humble yourself, you empty yourself again. That's why the Bible says, humble yourself. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves, you humble yourself, you empty yourself. Then God can give you new things.
Some people, God cannot teach them anything new because they already think they know everything. Pride. Pride. So what do you need to do? Humble yourself before God. Say, Lord, I don't know, I don't know anything. Teach me. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Jesus. Lord, I, you know I have very little uh, knowledge, Lord, and wisdom. Please give me wisdom and knowledge, Lord. Please, Lord, humble myself before you, Lord. Lord, if I thought I'm anything, I'm sorry, Lord. I repent, Lord. I repent pride, Lord Jesus. Please, I'm sorry for pride, Lord Jesus. I'm sorry for power. I'm sorry for I believe. I want to receive what you have for me, Lord. In Jesus' name. And so when you humble yourself before him, then God says, all right. Okay, I have much for you now. I have much for you. Now I can teach you. Now I can fill you. Because now you have empty up yourself. Hallelujah. And every time God gives you something, it's totally different than what you received before. Some people say, oh, it's always the same. Always the same because you don't humble yourself. You're always going to get the same. Hallelujah. Because you've got pride in you. If you humble yourself, God will always give you something new. Always. Because the Father always has something new for his children. You know that. Again, let me tell you, this sister, give you the story again in case some people didn't hear before. This, this holy sister of God says to the Lord, Lord, she kept praying to the Lord for months and months and years. She said, Lord, why do those angels on the throne of God keep on saying holy, holy, holy God Almighty? Why? Do, don't they get tired? Why do they always say holy? And the Lord gave her a revelation of it. And he show, she showed her the throne of God. And he showed that this seraphim with his, with his wind flying around the throne of God, which is very big. Okay? Every time they go around the throne of God, they get a new revelation of God. Hallelujah. And every time they see a new revelation, all they can say is, Holy, Holy, Holy God Almighty, Holy, Holy. And, and they can't wait. They can't wait to go around, Hallelujah, to see the new revelation again. And they've been doing this for billions and billions of years. And they don't get tired. They want a new revelation of God. And because God is ever going they always get a new revelation. It's never the same. That's why they always want a new revelation. They can't wait to go around again to get a new revelation of God. Because God is ever, ever going. Hallelujah. No angel, not, no single angel in heaven knows God. Hallelujah. No single angel in heaven can say, I know God. None. Nobody can say that. None, 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 none can say, I know God. Every single angel in heaven, every single redeemed, every single spirit, every single creation of God, every single, hallelujah, true agents of God are always learning new revelation, new things of God for all eternity and will always be like this, brothers and sisters, always, always, no one ever, ever, and ever, and ever will ever get to know God. Hallelujah. We never stop learning about Him. No one, no one, none of His creation. Remember, we are all creation of God. God created a heaven, hallelujah, and then He created the earth, the Bible says, clearly. He created a heaven and the earth. So what are we? Creation 
of God. That's it. That's all we are. Creation of God. Hallelujah. But he created us because he loves us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. They never stop. <laughs> they rest not day and night saying, Holy, Holy God Almighty, which was in him and he is to come. Now, let me tell you something. There is no night in heaven. There's no night in heaven. So why does it say day and night? Okay, let me tell you why. For your information and for my information. So we know. Hallelujah. So we know what is going on. There's no night in heaven. There's just no night. There's no time either. The angels and redeemed has no uh, recognition of time up there. No way, no way, no way. They only know time as a creation of God. That's it. Okay? That's it. That's it. They don't know time. Hallelujah. They just don't know time. Those, those little things that we know like time up there mean nothing. Mean nothing. In case you wanted to know. Hallelujah. So, when they say they are day and nine, it means non-stop. Hallelujah. Non-stop. It's an information for us to know. 24 hours in our time. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. But it don't really mean nothing. But for us, he has to relate the message this way because John was speaking it and John was seeing it non-stop. And John knows there's no nine out there. So, but he used the word nine as an information to us. Hallelujah. And so that's the beautiful thing. Hallelujah. About heaven. And when you get there, you will know exactly what I'm saying. No days, no nine, hallelujah. It's just on and on and on and on and on, forever and ever and ever, hallelujah. It blows people's mind. When you go to heaven, it's going to blow your mind. Your little understanding become boom, stretched out, like, my goodness, hallelujah. That's, you know, you're going to keep on praising God and thanking God for all eternity because we are, we are babes, the Bible says. We are, we are babies in God. Hallelujah. We are babies in our knowledge. Hallelujah. We are, we are babes. Hallelujah. In that we are just beginning to know God. We are just beginning to know Him. There are angels and redeemed that are thousands and billions of years ahead of us. Okay. But it still don't mean anything. Because although we go to heaven and we just begin, hallelujah, to know Him, hallelujah, we are still somewhere with God. Which, that's what's important with, with the Father. The Father, all he wants is his children to be with him. Hallelujah. With him, close to him, under his obedience, under his presence, under his anointing, under his glory. Why do you think he's giving us a new Jerusalem that has his glory? Because he wants you and I to be under his glory. Hallelujah. Because what is his glory? His glory is God revealed to us. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. His glory is God himself revealed to you and I. That's his glory. When you talk about his glory, you talk, you talk about his, his revelation to us. Him himself giving himself to us. And he wants to give himself to us. Hallelujah. Because why? The Father knows that you and I can never, need, never be happy without him. So he, by, by giving himself to you and I, he's giving happiness and fullness to us. We never ever be full without God. Hallelujah. And so by giving himself to us, he's making us full completely, never ever, never, ever needing anything. Hallelujah. When you are in God's presence, you will never ever need anything. 
Hallelujah. Never, never. You never say, I'll need this, I'll need that. No. Those words never come out of your mouth. Hallelujah. You, you have more than what you need with God. God is a full plate. In another word, He's all we will ever need. God is all we will ever need. You will never need anything outside God. Hallelujah. Now I understand a little bit more of the millennium. This is what I understand about the millennium now that I was in the glory of God. The millennium to us are unfulfilled, unfulfilled wish. Unfulfilled desire, I'm sorry, unfulfilled desire is the millennium. Whatever unfulfilling we, we, we didn't have over here, we're going to get that fulfilled by God in the millennium. Hallelujah. And because we want to have these things, God is going to let us have it. But in the process of us having these things, we're going to learn that nothing else can fill us but God. Hallelujah. Nothing else outside him can fill us. God is going to let Johnny have a plane. He's, he's going to let Johnny have a motorcycle, have everything she wants. But in the process, Sister John is going to learn that she wanted all these things. But she's going to learn that nothing that she ever wanted, hallelujah, will fulfill her like God can. Hallelujah. Yes, she's going to give her everything she wants. God is going to give it to her and me and you and I. Everything we ever wanted, he's going to just give it to us. But in the process, we're going to learn that none of these things that we want, that we think is going to make us happy, will never make us happy like the fathers can, like Jesus can. Nothing, nothing can make us happy like he, like he can. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But, you know, we want to have this thing, and the Father loves us so much that the Father says, yes, you want to have this. I want to give it to you. I, I, want, to, I want to see your happiness, and you're here, have it. And then we go on. Hallelujah. We go on with our life. We get a partner who we want, who, who we love. Hallelujah. And we, we're going to get marriage. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. And we go on with our life for a thousand years. In a thousand years, we notice, that, hmm, I got everything I wanted, but why there is still an emptiness in me? Why it is so un I still feel unfulfilled inside me? Then we ask the Lord who is in Jerusalem, Lord, why is it that I have everything, Lord Jesus? Hallelujah. I have everything. I have everything, Lord. Everything I ever wanted you gave me, Lord. Mansion, everything. So why is it, Lord, that I, I have everything I wanted and I'm still not fulfilled yet? I don't, I don't, I don't feel 100% yet. Hallelujah. And the Lord says, only I can fulfill you. Hallelujah. Only him. Only Jesus can. Hallelujah. Only him. Only him can do that. Hallelujah. But, you know, he understands that we've got to have all these things, so he wants to give it to us. Hallelujah. Because we still got a way to learn. Hallelujah. We have a long way to learn, brothers and sisters. Seven years in heaven and the rapture, we come down for a thousand years more. We have a long way to learn. And that's what it's going to take for us to learn. It's going to take another thousand years for us to learn. Hallelujah. Some of us, I won't be in the millennium for a thousand years. I know that. The Lord has revealed that to me. I think I'm just going to be there for either from two to four hundred years. That's it. Hallelujah. Then I go on to, to eternity. 
Not everyone will be there for a thousand years. Hallelujah. Not everyone. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. All those questions, why, you can ask the Lord. Any why, you can ask the Lord. Everyone, he, there's, there's something the Lord revealed to me. I, I, you know, things that I wanted, that I wanted to know. I know I will not die. I will just move on to eternity with the Father.